here we go. Welcome to Light the Sky Podcast, where we have finally found some plutonium, popped it in the Mr. Fusion, and uh, somebody has kicked the DeLorean into gear, and we are now going stuck in 91 for two elms. We have finally made it to 2008. Big jump in time. Uh, you know, massive changes to the music industry in between this album, Guns N' Roses, Chinese Democracy, the long-awaited, most expensive album of all time. Does it live up to the hype? Is it worth it? Is it worth? Uh, is it a worthy addition to the Guns N' Roses catalog? Uh, certainly spent a lot of David Geffen's money hoping so. So we are going to go track by track uh, through this one to close out our Guns N' Roses discography. If you're missing Spaghetti Incident, well, we don't do cover albums for the most part. We skipped over Damage Inc. from Metallica. Uh, we do cover Diver Down because there are originals on that. Yeah, Garage Inc. Yeah, not Damage Inc. Uh, so Garage Inc. Yeah. Down, didn't cover it. I think we might have skipped over something else. But uh, Spaghetti Incident, nah, gets a pass from us. And we just want to do the original studio work. Whether you think maybe that album is more of an authentic Guns N' Roses album, that's fine. We don't agree. It's a show of opinion. So let's set the tone right off the bat because we got 14 <laughs> songs to debate tonight. Uh, we've got, uh, I, I got Chris, Alex, Kevin, and I on right now, uh, saying hello to everybody out there in Twitch land as we go and do a live stream, uh, on Twitch. If you haven't been watching us on Twitch, be sure to check us out. Twitch TV, uh, twitch.tv slash light the sky. And we are streaming there usually Tuesday, Sunday night live. So you can get to the latest album a little bit ahead of time. But, uh, tonight we're talking Chinese democracy and, uh, tonight Alex, is starting with his opening opinion. Uh, what do you think about this one? Yeah, this one is interesting. <laughs> uh, I had never listened to this record before in my life. Um, I didn't know any songs from it, uh, but I had heard a lot about it over the years. I knew that it was a record that took a really long time to make. Um, I remember hearing, like different stories about it not so much like about the music but more like about the production and like the stories behind the making of it yep um which is interesting and then when i listen to the record i'm like okay this is a lot different than i expected um and i i guess i could get like a little bit more into like the kind of little tidbit stories i heard along the way but uh I, when you said, do you think it's a worthy addition to the Guns N' Roses catalog? Uh, I'm going to say no. But uh, if this was an Axel solo record, uh, I think it would be pretty good. Uh, I think it's a little long. And I, I don't, some of these, the stuff I don't know if I can take seriously or not. And the auto tuned Axel Rose. Uh, it got really old after a while. I mean, there's times where like on the older records where his voice would like get to me and then maybe some of like the auto tune at times actually like helped the harshness of his voice. But then there are times where I couldn't even really tell if it was him or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's some certain songs on this record that uh, sound like an early 2000s like R&B um, like boys <laughs> to men, like Casey the and Mariah JoJo Carey thing. Drums. Like that's what I put the in there. I hear, I, I get, yeah, it's like 
he was trying to do a lot of different things on this record, and that's why I feel like it should have just been an Axel solo record, and maybe he thought, well, I don't know if as many people are going to listen to it if it's just under my name, so I'm going to milk the Guns N' Roses name and, and put it out under that because it's going to get a lot more ears sure. and eyes on it. And I can to- I can totally see why the rest of the guys in the band left because I, I can't really see... it's it's A lot of this is a pretty wild departure. Um, I mean, maybe if you listen to some of the more experimental tracks on the Use Your Illusions, you could kind of see... Like, this is not too crazy, but, you know... There's just some like really different songwriting on this, and yeah, I, I guess I would have just con- considered it an Axel solo record. Honestly, I didn't really know what to give it. I mean, I, I listened to it, and there's some goofy moments, but a lot of it's catchy, and I, I guess I kind of like a little bit of all of it, but I don't know how much I would return to it. Um, so I was having, I was kind of struggling coming up with a rating and I actually had to do a quick playthrough, <laughs> <laughs> like really quick and sample each song and be like, Oh, how did that one go again? Okay. Oh yeah. There was little parts in here that I liked. So I'm just going to guess, I'm going to say a six out of 10. Uh, if it was an Axel solo record, maybe it'd be a little higher, but, um, interesting. I think there's some really cool songs on this and, uh, some of the, there's some definite like Axel genius going on in here like wow i didn't know we had this in him to kind of orchestrate this especially if he pretty much like produced this more or less by himself i think like clink wasn't there they had some other guy and who knows how some other guys well yeah there was like obviously there was like songwriting teams and stuff but something tells me like axel was really the the commander in chief and all this um so i guess i got to applaud him for that but I don't know. I, some of this I feel like weird about it, and some of it's cool. So I'll, I'll give it a six. And out here's of the million know. dollar question: Do you think Izzy even listened to this one after hearing "My World" unexpectedly on the back of uh, "Use Your Illusion" too? Do you think he even put this into his CD player? Surely the record label sent him a copy. Do you think he just sent that back with a big deceased on the letter? Just sent it back to the poet. Uh, I. I don't know. I was reading um, a little bit, and and most of the ex GNR members like had positive things to say about it later. On, yeah, I think even Slash said. I mean, he he couldn't see himself being involved in it, but he said he as far as just the songs themselves. I think he was well. I don't know if they had more to do with after he joined rejoined the band. Where you got to be, sure. you got to walk, be very careful a how fat you. Paycheck every <laughs> night. All right. Yeah, yeah. I think Kevin. it's great. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so my my thought that ended up being stuck in my mind for most of the album listening to it is that in a massive irony, it would have been maybe not a great album, but a much better album if it had been released 10 years earlier. <laughs> I mean, the 90s terms wouldn't have been so out of place. You could see, you know, they had a... They had kind of a streak for trying to invent themselves and push boundaries anyway. Uh, the album probably wouldn't have been as long. Maybe maybe it would have, but maybe it probably wouldn't have been quite as bloated. You know, you keep writing songs over 10 years, you're just going to get a lot of them and you're going to get the long ones. So maybe it wouldn't have been quite as long. And I think it, it would have been easier to digest overall, just knowing that, hey, this is 98, not, hey, this is 2008. It's funny because even I, in my my youth, 
kind of remember some kind of thing in the world that was this album like very it's like a little it's a little faded but i kind of remembered that some jokes about this album Mm -hmm. you know we we go from 1991 when i wasn't even alive to 2008 you know and and me hearing jokes about chinese democracy that being said i i wished that i had liked this album more actually i was kind of expecting to like this album more um i i don't mind an oddball record for sure um i just think man those dated sounds and even when the hooks were there there were bits like axel singing and they're just it's just incomplete and and i ended up struggling like alex to come up with with a rating because there's a whole lot of stuff on here and and i'm just gonna it's almost immune it's almost immune from like rating because it kind of it occupies a weird kind of right because it's like when you have a song like My World next to a song like Estranged, it's easy to just tee up My World, mm-hmm. right? It, 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 it's it's somebody just put a big old softball on the tee for you to take a swing at. But right. here, it's just like everything is just kind of meh. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, that wasn't a bad song. Like, oh, or, you know, if that song just came on, that, that would have been interesting. It'd be like, oh, yeah, Axel's singing that. That's kind of cool. You know, there was one song I really dug into and ended up liking, but there's like 13 songs of, oh, you know, all right. So where does that leave me? I, I don't know. Gotta and pick a number. I, it, it is part. I know. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go. F- I'm going to oh, go six. I heard a four no. or a five. No, 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 no. I was going to say five and a half. I thought it was so going to go one. No, I'm going to, I'm going to go was five the one? and a half. It, I'll say I was just going to say real quick, it's, and one thing I, I forgot to mention is, and, and maybe this is just like kind of common for like legacy 80s metal bands, um, maybe outside of like Metallica coming back with Death Magnetic, where maybe Rick Rubin could really, uh, you know, find, and that's what he does. Like he finds what they were great at, like really early on and has them make, uh, like a new record later on and that still like represents the past and with this i i guess rick rubin was one of the options for producer but it didn't work out and you listen to this and it's like okay well like i I heard some like a different kind of truth vibes in there which is like an older band trying to put out a new record in the 2000s and I was telling Kev too like some of the production style like if you listen to saints of los angeles by like motley crew it's just like that kind of modern thing where it's it's like that modern yeah the modern mastering and like i don't know like it's just it's for the time like you listen to it it's like oh yeah this just like i know when this record came out (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny too to think like axel and i know we joke about vinnie vincent all the time where it's like where has that guy been what's he doing what's he listening to what kind of music Mm -hmm. is he making and it's funny that it's what was like 20 years or something like that since you last heard from axel and then this comes out and it's like oh i know what axel's been listening to all these years (laughs) it's just like he just like he like just kind of like threw up everything that he was like into over those years and took a stab mm-hmm. at like every little style of music that he liked and just put it all I, out there. I had there. a thought cross my it, mind earlier this week and it was that Axl Rose is a competent Vinnie Vincent who can finish a project in many ways. 
and th- this could be this could have been a lot worse i think oh yeah i th- <laughs> yeah. i think so too like and you have to give him props for well maybe not props for for getting it out of control a, n- a and, nod and, yeah a nod. you give him a nod but but it's like <laughs> he, he almost had the formula like you bring in some top-notch guitar players you know you bring in some people realizing that you lost some uh, uh, top-notch but just he, not fit he, for guns and roses i don't know n- no maybe not but you, you could see how like you could see how axel would pick something a little off the wall yeah <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. you know you you can see like how you wouldn't want to pick like a slash clone because that would just right. be like oh he's just trying to bring in a slash clone right so you can see how he would maybe try to do something like that and, and come up with this reinvention but it's like man i i I don't know. Maybe if 1998 and you precede Lincoln Park, like could you well, imagine Well, here's the thing: that? is that Velvet Revolver predates this album, I believe, by five years. Their debut or four years? Uh, they, they, what, um, the first, the first uh, Velvet Revolver, I, I think, came out okay, 2002. So I, think. I mean, they beat them to the punch, and yeah. that album is quite a bit more GNR than this is, and. No, it was two, it was okay. 2004. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then 2007 was the yeah. So still, yeah, about, still yeah, like half a decade. There's something almost, about that yeah. to say. You know, if he were going to go, obviously he had already recorded a lot of this before 2007. That's for sure. But to say, oh, you know, they've already beat him to the punch with a you know kind of a pseudo GNR album. He just going to want to do his own thing, and that's that's what he did, regardless of whether he's planning that or not. It ended up like, did you want another? Like, did you yeah. want two factions of Guns and Roses releasing albums at the same time? Probably not. Like that never really works out, but yeah, Chris, go ahead. Um, yeah, I gotta see how to condense this because <laughs> everybody strap, put on your seatbelt. Um, yeah, so I dug a, quite a bit into this record, and even more so the history, because, and I think Alex kind of alluded to it. The history behind the album is almost more fascinating and more kind of in depth than, than the record could ever live up to. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got, uh, I mean, I was watching a documentary that covers like 10 years and each year has some kind of influence on what would happen on this album. And yeah, it just, it just adds to the bloat. I mean, I'll I'll start out with my, yeah, I'll I'll try to condense my, my opening statement. So yeah, like, like Alex said, I, yeah, this is essentially an Axl Rose solo uh, solo project, uh, which helps. I think that would have boosted the, uh, the rating maybe a little bit, but not a lot though. Yeah. My, uh, yeah, my biggest issue is that it's, it's more or less just a very kind of unfocused hodgepodge of ideas that are sadly both too late for the fans of the '90s influences that you can hear all over this record. I mean, and we'll get into that in this uh, in the uh, track by track because it, it drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. That was one thing where it's like it sounds very competently put together, and there's that word I've used in the past, competent. But all I hear is, I mean, you you could put anybody else in that song, and it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't, yeah, it's yeah, these are not necessarily Axel. Like like on Use Your Illusions or Appetite, where you that those are actually nobody else besides Axel can pull those off. We're here, that's not the case. Um, so yeah, so anyway, yes, yeah, so we're too late for the '90s uh, fans of the '90s influences, uh, the era that this project started in, uh, and irrelevant for the fans of that kind of emo heavy rock that was popular at the time of this album's release, uh, who will probably go for more popular contemporary bands like Shinedown or Linkin Park uh, versus an '80s. LA band like Guns, uh, who, who were a little bit step above the mo- most LA bands, but still they were an '80s band. Yeah, that has a reputation for a certain style. Um, and yeah, as much uh, as I found a lot of these songs melodic and catchy in a way that did make me kind of tap my 
toe and hum along a little bit. Uh, there is there was this inauthenticity that kind of permeated all the songs that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, even though if I find myself kind of jamming to it or whatever, it's like, you know, this is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is for an album that took 14, 15 years to make. And all you can come up with is a, is an album that just sounds like every any, everybody else besides you. Yeah, it's a little disappointing. Yeah, it like makes you wonder uh, what they were doing all that time. Oh, I did. I know what they were doing because I spent probably a week reading up on this. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep this. Yeah, and that was one thing that bugged me where I was digging. I'm like, it's it's a it's a miracle that they came out with anything at all. Yeah, I mean, from the people involved that they a were more put up functional with this for this Vinnie long. The, what, if you know that backstory, I know that's yeah, a yeah, deep reference, like, but go look up our special episode on, on that yeah, Vinnie Vincent's invasion. Um, you, you know, it was funny. Um, um, and sadly, I mean, yeah, the unintended consequence of all of these, uh, yeah, kind of unfortunate little details, uh, that these interpretations really aren't strong enough to hold up on their own. I mean, they they don't sound like I said, they don't sound like like only Axel. Yeah, I mean, they sound like you could put. Chester Bennington in there, or any or or any of the late '90s uh, like post grunge artist in there. I mean, you could put any, you could just rotate them, uh, and that's not yeah for a band with with this with their reputation. That's a little disappointing, um, and it kind of they kind of get lost amongst all the other bands of the era. Yeah, where yeah, again whether it's yeah Nickelback or whatever. Not I mean I'm, this is probably a little bit more sophisticated, uh, but I'm not yeah, I'm not going to give it too many props. Uh, as much as there were moments that I did enjoy. It was funny. There was one thing that kind of came up, though, that, that kind of reminded me of uh, as, as, as far as a big band to put out a weird record in their discography. And it was kind of like Van Halen. This, like, this is a more well-produced version of Van Halen 3. Mm-hmm. It's, an al- it's an album that has a lot of weird ideas that normally wouldn't work, but where they kind of failed. Yeah, where I guess you could say maybe Axel kind of... Because, again, I mean, these sound like songs. I mean, they don't... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, they, they. I mean, they're well put together. They have a beginning, middle, and an end. Where on VH3, it was all over. I mean, it was really even more so here. Not that there aren't. This is like a, again. I said this. The Chinese democracy is kind of a hodgepodge, but here it feels more like yeah, like a completed project. Where Van Halen three just sounded okay, like they just an, were lost. Yeah, that they're uh, completely like yeah. Where there's a little bit more of a here's an interesting yeah, disconnect that popped up in the chat here. Yeah, uh, someone says it's it's similar to Death Magnetic in the sense that they were both released in 2008, except Death Magnetic was at least decent to listen to. And I never thought about that actually. Right, exactly. Both of them kind of being that legacy yeah. album, although Metallica didn't have that hiatus. But yeah. I guess they're yeah, maybe reload, that, yeah, and maybe that's a better and, way. Uh, Saint yeah. Anger was a hiatus from right. their metal years. Right. Maybe that's a better uh, way of saying it as far as my Van Halen 3 comparison. It's just a better sounding. Yeah, this is yeah a better sounding record. And it's funny because it didn't take 15 years to get from Balance to well, H3. Was it Death <laughs> so Magnet, yeah, the one that had, people yeah. complain? Was that the yeah. Guitar Hero 3 version was the better? Master, yeah, where they, where, yeah, yeah where that was better than the, yeah. Um, yeah and, Chinese, and this right. one, they went the, with the light mastering. Well, I, that, yeah, was, that, 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 that was one of the stories yeah. I was going to mention that yeah. I like. And this is, but yeah. Yeah, and this is a good sounding record. It just doesn't sound like anything special. It just like it's like oh that that, that sounds good. Okay, I can tap my toes. But it's like yeah, it's not like when you put on like Appetite, where you're like okay, this is a band like that is amongst their their own little category. Uh, and to an extent, same thing with the Illusion albums. Though not as so yeah, going not from as transcendent you know, to ordinary, uh, yeah. or just you know. <sighs> Right, yeah, or just and this is the the last part of my statement, yeah, that they went from leading to following. Um, after fourteen years of putting something together, where it, you put it, you, they have this final product that just doesn't. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like they got to the end. They're like, oh, here we'll just 
yeah, we're kind of burned mm-hmm. out, so we're just gonna just kind of absorb. But it's what it's weird because again, That's what I was from gonna... what I read, yeah, yeah, from what I, oh, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. A lot of these, yes, yeah, I mean the songs started in one era and then were released in another, and how to, and without really changing much of it. I mean, aside from the shinier production, they still sound. Some of these songs still sound like '94. Some of them sound like '98. I think Kevin said that. Yeah, they all sound like of their era, and then all of a sudden you might have some of these like when we were in high school, like kind of again that post grunge emo heavy rock or whatever and and there's that in there right exactly it it was funny i was trying to think of other bands when i was putting my yes uh when i was doing my notes um because that just wasn't my thing when i was in middle school and high school i was a classic rock and then yeah i remember i remember new metal i remember the mud veins and all that stuff but that was not really my um uh but uh, again being a more kind of well-developed music listener now i mean i uh, uh, I have a better foundation, and that's what bugged me about this because all that all, I could just hear all yeah. that stuff. Well, what's that shakeout? Yeah, so, and that's not what Guns what? was. Yeah, at least to somebody like me. Uh, I'm probably going to be kind of around where uh, where Kevin was, probably five and a half. It was weird. I was kind of like, like if uh, for an Axel solo project, like six six and a half maybe, but for this, as a Guns and Roses record, it's probably closer to five five and a half. But I'll because because it did kind of grow on me. A little bit over the last couple, there were some moments where I'm like, okay, I can get into that. Uh, I kind of boosted to the mid five, five and a half. One thought I, I had when you mentioned yeah. that they were following, and I don't know if this was the case, but yeah, I heard that they were spending like so much time and so much money renting out studios. And equipment and they, too, yeah. They said that it was slugging. Yeah, that was, yeah. But like never and, even finished the song. And it's like one of those things where you listen. You know how we talk about how it's kind of like dated for the time and it just you like you wonder like they've been working on this for so long and then it comes out and it's like, well, it kind of just in a way sounds like everything of the era. Yeah, it sounds like everybody else. Yeah. It And like part of me wonders if like they got to the end with all these kind of like elaborate cool ideas and maybe like Axel panicked and realize like man we've spent so much time like i don't know what to do now uh let's like reworkshop some of the stuff and just they did multiple times over years and years and years it's just that was one let's let's put something out that's gonna like work right now like we can't wait anymore we can't try anything else crazy this needs to come out let's uh like lose some of these kind of maybe crazy ideas we have and just write stuff a little bit more straight up the middle like May, yeah, maybe like it, I don't know. It, it, it was exhausting just re- reading. I mean, it, it's like like I said, it, it, it's a miracle that this that they put out anything just with how screwed up and how dysfunctional the whole project was. And like going back to what you said, Alex, as far as just rewrite or writing, supposedly they would. I mean, they had multiple musicians yeah, that were involved, multiple producer. I mean, you name it. And to the point where they would have they would re-record songs with different musicians because i guess from what somebody said axel wanted to be like in the moment like where even if the even if the original uh recording was good like well i want to record it with like the new guy like uh, because the other guy just either left or he was fired for some reason or whatever and then that guy would have to learn what was already perfect uh, (laughs) just to be talking about josh reese yeah yeah i I don't know if you guys saw that and i was like this is i mean it got frustrating i'm like i mean it's it's uh, and again it kind of gets sad too i mean a guy because again i think we know pretty much at this point just how I mean, I don't think I've run into a guy with more personal demons in the rock world. I mean, serious, not like, yeah, that just allows you not to be able to function where it's like you're a vessel for talent that is completely crippled by just what's going on in here where you just can't. Any Vincent. I mean, you probably I read it too. And he was still, that. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, 
Right. That was a story. No, I know, but I mean, Alex is, I mean, a little bit more. Yeah, Alex is going to need a beer guy, but, uh, before the end of this show. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I'm about I know, to go. I, I we're finished. Not, I haven't I, even. I haven't even hit track one yet. And I'm no, done. I know. I, and that's what I, that's what I was. That's what I was going to say. I was trying to because there's so much the cover. And it, it, it does. It has an influence on my opinion of the album. This whole 15 year period. Because uh, yeah, because you got to take that. I mean, and it, and it sounds like that. I mean, it sounds like an album that's 15 years worth of history. That. Uh, but but again, it's not strong enough though to where yeah, and you can see yeah, the. It only sold like a few million copies, which is a disaster for an album that cost what fifteen, almost fifteen million. Well, it's yeah, sell a couple million make. in I mean, the era of yeah. Kanye West and Fifty Cent. That, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like another story, I know I talk about this guy a lot, but it's just because he's a, a an inspiration. Is Josh Freese was like the original drummer that was hired to do this record to replace Matt Sorum or I think maybe they even had another guy after Sorum for a minute and he actually co-wrote and I think wrote the main riff to Chinese democracies credit credited for that and I think he helped structure some of the other songs too but like I listen to a lot of podcasts interviews with just him and a lot of people ask him about his his stories with the Chinese democracy record and he's like you know I, I know a lot of people bash Axel and stuff and honestly he was nothing but nice to me. I can't say anything bad about him. Uh, but he says, yeah, I mean, I was going down to L.A. or wherever they were recording for years. And, <laughs> like, he, you know, he's got a wife and, and kids and stuff. And he's a very in-demand live drummer and a session drummer. And I think it just got to the point where he's like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. Like, no hard feelings. But we've been doing this for years and I just don't, I'm not really seeing like anything really come of this. So respectfully, I'm going to have to leave. And then they went and got whoever brain was that who ended up actually drumming on the record. Is that his name? I could be totally wrong on that brain. Yeah. I think what I heard is he basically just to a T copied what Josh did for yeah. like his songs. Even uh, though it was perfect, but they because but because Axel was like, well, I want it to feel like it's right in the yeah. Like, I'm, sure, I'm sure I'm sure the stu I'm sure Geffen was like, you know, I gotta I gotta go pay another guy for the same. And, yeah. and Josh is yeah. like one yeah. of the biggest studio drummer. Like he's on like every record. Yeah, and it's right. like You don't want his takes. Like he, he's like Mr. Perfection. And and they right, said yeah they said there, they, yeah yeah they said there was nothing wrong with the takes. Yeah they said it was just all like inside in, in Axel's head. Yeah. Like, well, we have to do it this would, way. would you have think yeah. this had been better served had it been a true solo record where it's Axel and a drum machine and you know, whatever he wants to come up with. I don't know. That sounds like something like a, like a black metal artist would do, like Burzum or something. <laughs> like it, nobody, you can't, yeah. you're, you're so out there that nobody can collaborate with you. Um, I guess I'll pick this up. I have nothing to say that hasn't already been said, uh, but what hasn't been said, I suppose, was that I thoroughly enjoyed this album. Call it a guilty pleasure, uh, just from the perspective of something to listen to. Um, you know, Saturday mornings, I like to work on my cars in my garage and I like to throw on the album that we are uh, listening to. And I think that uh, this has probably been the most enjoyable listen since Queen's Sheer Heart Attack for me. I gave that one a nine. <laughs> I'm not going to give this one a nine. Um, and it's going to make Chris just choke <laughs> if I give this one a nine, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can't, I can't deny it. I just, I genuinely enjoyed this uh, as, as a album of music as a Guns N' Roses album. I don't need to repeat what it's been said, um, but I am going to just side with the Axel rating uh, for me. And I'm going to give this one an eight out of 10. 
Oh. You know what? See, the funny thing is I can see where you're coming from. It's just hard, right? Because I, I give my rating based on like mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses and the last albums and things like that. But yeah, as I was sitting there at work, like getting, playing, getting playing in the background wasn't terrible mm-hmm. to me. You know, it was just like, oh, okay, okay. You know, did I, I don't think it had the high points the way maybe some of the Use Your Illusion songs did. No. But no. It, it was just like... Some interesting uh, ideas. Th- there were just, definitely yeah, parts yeah. of Use Your Illusion that it made me want to turn it off yeah. more and, than and this And there's album. parts of this, you know, I know that uh, Alex, I think, mentioned that it was... Uh, a uh, vomit uh, that was just puked across. Maybe that was Chris. Um, was it Alex? Yeah. No, that was Alex. Uh, I gave it an eight out of ten, by the way, Alex, yeah. when you were off refilling your beer. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long night. i got to get another yeah. one in. I, I, I topped my whole beer before we even reached song one. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the idea of this wait. being just... There's so influences here that, like, man, you can really hear John Petrucci. You can hear... There's some parts of it. It's so dream theater um, you know, and then there's parts that sound like it could just go could go on the boiler room soundtrack. And then there's massive attack. Then there's Mush- uh, not Mushuga, more like uh, Mudvayne. Yeah. And then there's um, you know, Mariah Carey drums all over the place. And then Sebastian Bach is on there. And then like there's just a lot to dig into. I mean, there's stuff that sounds like it would be right out of like a, a great Top Gear interlude. You know, just some very cinematic pieces of music with the yep. orchestra. They're just you know, yeah. it's Jose Triani. I have it on here. I have Stephen Wilson I, on here. Like, there's just a lot here to to dig into, and I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, somebody has a question: Is this the same car you've been working on since Van Halen? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of cars, <laughs> just <laughs> and they have a lot of. <laughs> there was that great story with uh, Queen. Yeah, the, the queen um, uh, was it misfire where I was firing up a car and literally like it was the difference. Like I'd fix something hoping it would not misfire, and that queen from sheer heart attack. Uh, Please don't misfire uh, was such a memorable song to me. But oh, is that when you're doing the no? Fuel that was injectors? the vacuum lines on uh, on the car. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, this is a a fun album to listen to, and I am not going to uh, back down from that one. I will defend it, I suppose. Okay, uh, but to the end. Okay, okay yeah. we'll get into this because you have to admit there are oh, flaws. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, flaws if you're considering it from the perspective of I just want some hard rocking, you know, quality sleaze bred from the LA strip scene. Uh, but yeah, but I'm just saying some of the vocal takes are suspect. Some of the yes. auto tune is, is a little about suspect. It's, yeah. it's like, not that's like all, that's just blurs no. together in the year 2020. I'll, no, I'm just I'll, I'm just saying that the, like there's some parts that sound weird, and you have to admit it's a darn long. I album. I feel like every yeah. song oh. has something I like. Like there are there are no clunkers. Hour and are there eleven clunkers? minutes. I don't know. We'll though. get to it. this. Is what the track by track is for? So yeah, let's start it off. Oh, oh one more. Yeah, just what, yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah, one more thing. Yeah, just one statement. Yeah, my biggest issue is that he didn't make those influences his own, Fine. which I think really hurt yeah. it. It's, I just it, from an enjoyable yeah. album of music. Yeah. I I enjoyed this yeah. one. This is gonna and be I, fun. I am I am ready yeah, to make fun, fun of this one too. So uh, stick around for some laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> okay. Anyway, all right, let's get into well, it. Yeah, let's start this off. Title track: Chinese Democracy, starting at forty-five seconds.
God, that just rocks. It does. That's a killer riff. It does. It does. It, it's a nice snarly verse, and I love how it opens. Like you just have that, you know, up to the beginning here. Come on. Like it almost sounds like uh, the opening to uh, like Operation Mindcrime or something. Yeah, this is Guns N' Roses. Though. Rose. This is not. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I love that. Here's what I'm going to say about this song. Here's what I'm going to say about this song. Um, this might be a hot take, but I'm going to say it second best opener behind welcome to the jungle when it comes to like epicness. Uh, I, I think it like has that we're right next door to hell is cool. Civil war is cool, but they just don't have the kick the door down. We're here. We're back to make a statement. Yeah, epicness. It, a little bit. Like, I think this has it. Um, it is a great song and, but I will say like this is the most GNR song on the record. Like I could, I I would buy this, um, being like a GNR or song, and then everything after this, it becomes uh, an Axl Rose solo record. Or, but I mean, I, I still think it's great. It's a yeah. good simple riff in it. What do you what do you, what do you think about the, uh, the when the, that opening riff, where it just with how trebly it is? Do you think it's do you think it is appropriate? I don't know. There was something about it where it just felt like I wish they would have just added a little you bit think more it's muscle. Treble? I think to it's that. very mid range. Like you just mean when the guitar first hits? Well, it's, well, it's, yeah, well, yeah, or it's very, it's sli- it's, yeah, it slices real a little bit. I'm like, man, I wish they would have just, because yeah. I mean, they ultimately here? do when they get into the verses where it gets into that, yeah, hold, or when it hits, yeah, when it gets into that, no, the main riff, the main yeah. riff, yeah. yeah. Hold on, yeah. yeah, I don't know, I just didn't initially like. I mean, they they go to the they go to the traditional rock sound in the in the verses. Well, it's super but I just processed, and you know, maybe it's that, an look, that's a fall. I'll admit yeah. that you're gonna get that in t- 2008. You're gonna have. It, I was gonna say it sounds of the time. Like I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't. Because it's weird, back like in the yeah, like like I said in the verses, yeah, they don't do that. It's like that real rock and like warm kind of. I don't know. Uh, again, maybe it was a weird like guitar effect. I just didn't like. I wish they would have fattened it just a little bit. I think it would have. I think would have served it a little bit better. Um, yeah, this is yeah, like Alex said. Yeah, this is probably. I mean, this is a so- the one song from this record I remember hearing actually. Um, funny, not on the radio. I just remember hearing it in like promos and stuff like that, or in uh, like some old like Guns N' Roses like documentaries from years ago. Um, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess Axel getting a little bit more political, getting a little bit more confident. Yeah, we're out of L.A. now. Yeah, completely. We've been we've probably been out of L.A. for what a decade in or Malibu so by now. this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just talking about. Uh, I, I think essentially he was just talking about the uh, the might, yeah, the, the might of China in the world, but not to take them, yeah, yeah. The, the, it's the living here is. It was weird. Yeah, I was. I, I came across a quote where Don't he was talking China. about like yeah, that. Yeah, where, yeah, where he was. Yeah, I know where he wasn't like complimenting China, but he said yeah, they're 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 a force to be reckoned with. But living in the states <laughs> is still better, the better alternative, <laughs> which know, I thought was weird. You know I'm like, what okay, thought just popped into my yeah, head. I know, I was, yeah, I know this. Is, yeah. I know this is a different. Co- That's such a particular. Yeah, I, 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 I was just gonna yeah, say. Yeah. I was Ginny literally just gonna say. Rose, it's coming. I was gonna, I was gonna say, if it wasn't Dennis Rodman, if it was Axl Rose, it would make total sense. <laughs> Yeah. It's like he's so like the would, yeah. one guy that was like just talking to Dennis some... Robin beat <laughs> Axel to the punch in terms of being the eccentric yeah, that, uh, diplomat. Exactly. It. Yeah. That um, somehow also breaks have, through yeah, and connects. Have, yeah, it just it, it made me laugh though. But uh, and I think on here, I think at this point, I mean, yeah, I think Buckethead is doing yeah. most of the lead guitar, right? 
Is that kind of that? Because it sounds like he's doing that weird kind of like staccato. I think he's got that. Uh, what is it? That uh, that button yeah, on kill. his Les yep. Paul or the kill switch. Kill switch. You yeah. can hear it. I, I knew immediately when I heard. It. I'm like, yeah, I that's love definitely, it. It's, it's more apparent it, later I mean, on in the next two songs, but. Yeah, and I will admit, okay, it's maybe a good, okay, because, all right, it's not Slash, okay, so maybe it gives a, a little bit more of a mm-hmm. flavor. It had to go um, different, though. But, uh, the, I did, I, maybe it works for it that the guitar tone is different, because if they just wanted to do, you know, Slash yeah. and his fake Les Paul and a Marshall stack or whatever exactly he was playing, I don't know, Chris, I'm sure you know, or Alex, maybe. But, like, if they did that, that's when you get to that, oh, God, like, they're just redoing their glory days. Repeating yeah, as the opposed formula. To, at least yeah. he's trying something different, even if he doesn't really have an idea of something innovative. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I was open to it. I'm like, okay, it kind of establishes this era. I mean, sometimes it gets a little like, it sounds just kind of like a bit of metalcore soloing at this yeah. point, which is, yeah, not my favorite. But uh, but here, Buckethead's unique and what's enough up where with you this can kind of ending too here. Uh, what it? Oh, I had that. Yeah, fade out made yeah. me roll my eyes. Yeah, that was my. Fly later. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna say it should be the new Terminate sound for out of guys. Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that was Next. our title track. Let's move on to track two. Um, if if you're wondering about the song titles on some of this, you get some interesting. It's ones hard on to remember. This, That's you know, a downside. Album. I put some different ones. Yeah. No punctuation though. Raiding the bed. I dot r dot s dot. dot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he could just I-R-S. say IRS. I guess you're right. And to be accurate about it, just actually having to stick up his butt about the pronunciation of IRS. Hey, hey, the, the, the guy's name is W dot Axel Rose. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Did he change it to www dot Axel Rose in like the nineties or something? I, I guess sometimes you got to du- sometimes you got to double down. I guess yeah, just to, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Let's yeah. move on to Shackler's Revenge. We're gonna start this one at one minute Chris and forty-five ready. seconds. Chris already <laughs> wants to talk yeah. about this song. Yeah. I mean, that is an earworm of a chorus. No, it is. No, I'm not saying it's not. That's a good solo. I'm pretty sure that the first one is Bumblefoot because it's fretless. You know, you know what's funny. You know what's funny about that, and I don't know why I didn't catch it the first time. The, the grunting behind that guitar solo. It sounds like, like David Lee Roth. I went back and the hoo hoo ha hoo ha. I was yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah, so this is kind of where some of the issues start for issues. me. I mean, this. 
sounds just like a, like, a, like you're starting early like, like 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 a rehash okay we got rob zombie here we've got kmfdm here we've got a little bit of nine inch nails to the point where it's not uh, it's not axel trying to make it his own again i use that it's just him and those vocals i mean i i had to wash out my ears i mean it was like nails on a chalkboard that's all i could yeah i mean it, yes alex it's the melody is very catchy yeah. I, and that was one of the things that made me remember it but again i couldn't stand it just sounds it. <laughs> a little bit more like it, yeah. it's it's super overproduced but it gets stuck in my head oh the and whole it reminds record is. me in the era and i was in college at this time um and you know music school i guess and i'm just saying that because it's relevant uh, because, you know, you would hear bands, you know, in my class, like producing albums like this. Like, I remember this one guy, uh, Oscar Salinas, I think his name, he had a band and it was kind of more an, an, a Nine Inch Nails influenced, but like, it just sounds like a very competently produced, like independent local metal band. And and I like that about it. Maybe it's maybe nostalgia kicking in for me. Um, you know, the hoo has are goofy. Like it's a total mashup of a song. Um, Buckethead is just like <laughs> yeah, a musical not, alien. Yeah, this... Like the dude is just bizarre. I love it, but you know, I, I could see why if you're expecting Slash, it's going to be annoying. Um, but like you know, as, as much as it is KM FDM and you know Rob Zombie, like there's a lot of dream theater feeling like in this. I mean, even where you pick it up here, there is actually. I mean, I can just hear like Fortnite or something, or, or you know, it, 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 that's cool. You can just hear like Vicky Fox on the drums or something. Yeah. I mean, I know that that he cannot pick to a vocal style and stick with it, but I like it. Well, that's what I mean. It's it's like this could have been a lot worse. Like it's so mashed up, and it's so many influences like thrown into a blender. But somehow at the end of it, it's like it, it's not like it's still like in a way all kind of like works it's like just about to go over the edge and it's like somehow yeah. stays i guess within the overall box of what the whole Queen record was so you know, good like, funny? even though it's like it's it's not necessarily like guns and roses but like from beginning to end you could kind of see everything like fitting in it's the like box it's like the obnoxiousness you know of queen funny? i feel like but packaged in the guns and roses wrapper like where queen would always get right up to that edge <laughs> yeah. with their obnoxiousness but just enough, they knew when to back down. Pretty hard, but... <laughs> Mark, Mark is tugging at this podcast from one end. Chris is tugging Chris is at it from the it. other. And who's who's gonna drag us over the? Cliff? I I will say. I mean, it gets better for me later on. And again, and that was after yeah. listening to this album. God, I listened to it five times. I don't know how I did that. But it must have had I a pull. I just, yeah. I, I finished yeah. it for the first time five minutes before we started. <laughs> Yeah, I, you missed. And again, out. maybe listening to it through my surround sound yeah, system, sure it did. did. I'm like, okay, it had a little bit more of a, a kick. It's nice when you got the sounds, the 3D effect. Yeah, there were some songs that kind of came out that initially I was kind of a little you suspect had 10 about. Days so I'm not to gonna listen to this. A song a day. <laughs> Just take a little bit. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, that's. Says... <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Kevin, if I could throw in a, uh, it's funny. A lot of my questions aren't necessarily oh, about the songs, but about the early. just the. Uh, yeah. Just about the like the, the whole process of trying to put this record out. Go anyway, ahead, uh, so yeah, uh, this is a true or false question. Uh, hold on, let me get this. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, to get Buckethead to come back to the project after leaving, after a skiff uh, with uh, Axel, uh, you know, it was Tom Zutow. He was kind of the guy who helped kind of discover uh, oh, guns yeah. in the 80s. Um, he Who also was brought back. Uh, 
Uh, based on a weird story, Bucket told him about where he was most comfortable. Promised to build, uh, Bucket had a, a chicken true, coop right in true, the studio. True, true, true. Buzz me in. I can't load my feelings. I, 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 I buzzed. There I buzzed. Yeah, yeah, Kevin actually got the uh, the buzz, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're correct. I can't and I, 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 I can't and help I gotta but think Buckethead was just screwing with Axel. You know what's funny that is that you talk like, about you me to Alex, climb back I, just I'm listening gonna, to can this I, can record I, can I, yeah. five minutes before I like I have done zero reading and that is the one fact that I know about this album is that Buckethead requested a chicken coop be built. That's it. Wasn't there some poop involved so. too? <laughs> that was another one. I, 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 <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll try to condense. Yeah, so that was I, one thing I wanted to get. Yeah, with the whole buckethead thing, and ultimately why I think he left eventually because it just got too weird. Uh, so yeah, so you had the chicken coop. You also had uh, when Buckethead was in recording his solos. Supposedly he had infinity for uh, blasting like the hardest core pornography while oh, yeah, everybody was in the studio. Story too. To the point yeah. where to the, to the point where Axel I guess came in and he was really like where he bro- he took. Buckethead outside and was like, dude, like, what's what the hell's wrong with you? And it was funny. Tom Zutu, I think, said it wasn't the fact that he it wasn't that uh, that um, Buckethead was angry about Axel being uh, confronting him about it. He was more upset that like, man, is there something wrong with me? For <laughs> it was this weird kind of. Yeah, I mean, it was really, yeah, kind of. A, so, of course, he stopped. But yeah, the poop story. There was was one story um, <laughs> where. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know we got again our audience. Yeah, we, we got to laugh. Yeah, every once in a while. But uh, yeah, so supposedly uh, Axel had a uh, had a dog that had uh, had puppies, and uh, I guess Tom Zuto's daughter had just recently lost her puppy, or, or not her puppy, a dog that she had had, and Axel offered to give her one of these puppies from his uh, from his dog. So anyway, so he brings it to the studio, puts it down, and suppose then I guess immediately it runs into uh, Buckethead's chicken coop. Uh, studio and because nobody was allowed in there um the dog like i guess like like crapped in there and uh so they were gonna so they they couldn't go in there because yeah buckethead had this weird thing about people messing around with his like his space and so when he came in there they were like well bucket we got to get this crap out, out of your studio and he said no no i love the smell of shit and it's like <laughs> and everybody was like so for like yeah no, no i love it no, imagine it, it, like, it, money just like his bank account is being drafted no, so they so yeah so they said for like the for over like a week they yeah yeah so they said for like over like a week they had to like deal with this to the point where it was almost impossible to be in the studio because it smelled here's another yeah, thing it smelled so bad they, Vinny they, vincent remember the yeah. story when his guitar was just yeah. wailing out of intonation and so he smashed the guitar and then oh, and peed, peed on, on it on the studio floor and they couldn't go into the studio for three days because he had peed on the hardwood floors <laughs> ah, ah higher functioning so Vinny this, vincent this, can you imagine yeah. Vinny getting called to work on this oh, record? Man, if there's an album <laughs> oh, to see. That a crack, it's crack still the universe. And <laughs> I'm surprised that they the, managed uh, to fit the, the two biggest men children in all of rock in the same room for a duet that's coming up later. Oh, well, uh, Sebastian Bach and Axl Rose are uh, somehow good friends. Axl Rose showed up on Sebastian Bach's solo album like three times. Anyway, that's why it's so hard to happen. Those two egos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, right. let's move on to the song yeah. Better. We're going to start this one at two minutes on the dot.
I listen to this. I'm gonna come out and say it. I'm gonna come out and say it. My Thank stocks you. on the rise song. Yeah, Kevin stocks the more I listen on the to rise. This, the more I like I those I enjoyed. I enjoyed this thoroughly. And that part after the solo where Axel is screaming. I mean, he, he, this is. I don't know when he recorded this particular take, but I mean, come on, 2008. Yeah. It's got pipes. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty great. I I just I yeah. liked this song. This this was there, one there, I was there, like, oh, there are, this, this this album there, has something. There are different, definitely moments though where it's like, oh man, this just sounds like an early two thousands like Hoobastank. Like I could Thank see like this is like a Hoobastank, <laughs> which. Well, uh, no, well, who has you know, got some tracks? I know they got typecast <laughs> for the reason, but go listen to some of their other stuff. It gets pretty good. Anyway, was, yeah, it's yeah. like, or that, or like, I don't know, like Story of the Year. Just like some of that kind of like the use, like that kind of era of bands. Like if you listen to it musically, I feel like I could hear it. And then they just like found that backing track. And they're like, oh, give it to Axel and have him sing over it. And it worked. I'm saying, though, it's it's I like it. It's good. And if you approach this record like not thinking it's a Guns N' Roses record, it's a lot yeah. more enjoyable. Like musically, objectively, it's I think it's good. Uh, I, I I tried doing it, but again, they just sound like they're like like Excel is just copying and pasting without making it making it uh, Chris, sound new. Oh, I mean, Chris, he's just like okay. When was Guns yeah. N' Roses? Okay, so yeah. they tried to be innovative with Use Your Illusion, but what about Appetite for Destruction? Is not the same thing. Just kind of a cop, a better version with better songwriting of the same exact formula that every single band has well, been yeah. doing. Yeah, they're, since they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're just, they're just, just trying to be a heavier Aerosmith and and Rolling Stones. Like, what's unique about that? Yeah, I don't know. Here, well, I don't know. Maybe then. I mean, it, it, it sounds. I guess, at least in my opinion, it sounded less. You know, like, like here, it sounds. I mean, I could not hear Chris Cornell singing over all these songs. I mean, there were points mm. where. Where like I like you could you could have taken X out of the equation and put Chris Cornell in there and it would have been it would have worked just but as the well. The music is still yeah, good. That's the it. It's okay, but it, but again, I don't know, maybe here maybe because this is I don't know maybe this is a, an era of music that really wasn't my thing. Maybe I just have a bigger and I'm just more I'm being more analytical. Oh, maybe maybe, you're maybe just that's too, my problem. Too I just hear too. He's just too. He's too data driven. He's you too. can say it. I'm being. I, I, I'm, I'm being. You could. You could say I'm being too stuffy. Maybe I don't know. I and I'll. I'll agree, I'll agree with Alex. It did. I do remember this song. It did get stuck in my head. But again, just being critical. Yeah, there are not a lot of original. Okay, ideas let me pull here. up some of the Dream Theater um, moments of this song. I sure. enjoy very much. Yeah, in the extreme, even more so than what you had on. I mean, with at least with Appetite for Destruction, they kind of made what they were doing their own, with paying homage to their heroes. Here, it just feels like they're taking I'm sorry. from the earth. Yeah. I'm sorry, before Mark plays this clip, because <laughs> I was on this like this site that I use for getting... Is this genius.com? No, no, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I guess at, at this point in, in life, it doesn't really matter, but a site that I would use to uh, obtain albums. <laughs> um, this is, there's a list, um, like a collage of like different albums, uh, yeah. kind of... And the title of the list is "List of Music Considered the Worst," and this album is on there. And, and all of yeah, the I Guns N' Roses yeah. articles that I read about this album—not reviews, but like what's the best Guns N' Roses song? Like ranking all the Guns N' Roses songs, fifty-seven to one, or whatever, however many they are. And it was on the bottom of the GNR list was always all this album. And I just—you just can't tell me that sure. some middling track on 
on use your uh, like dead horse or something. Oh my God, it's got Izzy and it's got like, come on. Like no, this song yeah. to me, even if it is just derivative, it's just I, much more pleasing to the ear. I mean, I've got a couple parts marked on this song. 107. I mean, not. But again, they, and right there, that's that sound garden right there. Yeah, that's nice. I know it's so good. It's 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 pleasing yeah, for, to the ear. Yeah. I'll emphasize from a superficial level. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff on here I I enjoyed from just being a rock fan. Yeah, I I did. But again, from being talking about a band of Guns N' Roses caliber. I got to be critical, yeah, of a band that really kind of, yeah, who, who, I mean, Axel, who's a guy, a guy who tried to build his reputation on being a perfectionist and trying to really kind of create, I mean, yeah, I think he said here that, uh, uh, that he was trying to make, like, the greatest record of his generation, and he definitely did not do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he made a record that sounded good. I mean, you're, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's, again, you, like you said, is pleasing yeah. to the ear. But I mean, it wasn't. It was, I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it's the same caliber well, here, as what they've here's done. Here's a question, and we can move for, on because we got a lot of songs yeah. to get through. But uh, yeah. um, this almost feels yeah. like uh, if Kurt Cobain had not, uh, you know, killed himself, that he might have taken 18 years to come up with something that was kind of the perfect record of what he envisioned musically, like without all the distractions. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like in some ways that this kind of parallel, their, their careers are paralleled in a lot of ways. Um, but you know what would if Nirvana came or Kurt Cobain, you know, with David Grohl, he's off doing the uh, uh, the Foo Fighters thing, and you know whatever. Like it's just Kurt left in the band, and what solo album does he come up with? And I feel like it kind of would be in a lot of ways like this in in terms of just you know every idea that I could ever sketch in my notebook, I'm gonna give it to you, and uh, I don't know. Like I, I, you 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 know what I find would be more disappointing. Imagine waiting <clears throat> 10 years or 14 years or whatever, but with the same lineup, like, oh, we're going to release an album with Slash and, and Duff and Matt Sorum and Izzy, and and then it ends up being like this or worse than this. Like, you don't have the how, how disappointed would of, people oh, have been? People, yeah, people would have been like, oh, right. yeah, who man, knows? We don't, what are we don't, they doing? We, it, yeah, we don't know. It, it almost mean, reminds me no. of when yeah. people were talking at the the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle about, uh, we're we're just waiting for the next Kurt Cobain, Rock Music News, the next Kurt Cobain, and in some ways, you know, people might have said this, like, we're just we want the next Appetite for Destruction, like it's two thousand and eight. Everyone has moved on. Just give us something that's good to listen to. Because, you know, emos have, you know, taken over. That's about to turn into metalcore. You know, most people are listening to 50 Cent and Kanye West anyway. It just just give us an album of enjoyable music to listen to because there really isn't anything new to say in the rock world post, you know, Linkin Park and, and new metal. All right, let's move on because we got a lot of songs and I'll probably shut my yap for a couple of them. <laughs> well, it's, you know, that you get the big points in. But anyway, let's go into Street of Dreams starting at 1 minute 39.
so give All me right. Let me so here. Sorry, Chris. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Chris, Go ahead. Chris, I'm yeah. sorry to, to chime in, but there's one thing I, I couldn't remember yeah. what song it was, and it was this one. There's some amazing parts of it, but some mm-hmm. of those vocals, I'm sorry, I might really tarnish I, this, but I grew up with this TV channel from being a 90s kid. I was born in 1993, so I watched a lot of, of this channel in the early 2000s, late 90s. I can't help but think some of these melodies are like high school musical Disney Channel shit. Like some of those <laughs> like quoting, I just see that it's it's it, like it's some like I Nickelodeon I, you know I... like Disney Channel Zac Efron like <laughs> made made for Disney melodies. But then there's some parts that are like very classic rock, like almost like Boston esque, where it's like. All right, there's Ario speed Ario, like there's some good stuff in there, but some of those vocal melodies, like the oohs and stuff, it's like, ooh, that's that's very like early two thousands, like maybe in a bad way. It's almost like embarrassing. Yeah, I I did have uh, as far as the vocals reminded me of like every skinny pasty white emo frontman. Chris's just favorite genre. Right? I don't. I don't. It <laughs> yeah, it just didn't. I, I closed my. I'm like I don't pasty. see Axel. I mean, I, yeah, it just reminded me of like the pasty. Ones. Yeah, like 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 all I can picture is like plain white tees <laughs> yeah. or keen or anything. But again, yeah, the the music. Just a big V neck. Yeah, but again, the music, especially with some of those like big, those big those big clean chords, that kind of brought me out a, a little bit of out of my kind of my slump as far as or my curmudgeonly kind of yeah opinion of a lot of this record. Where I'm like, okay, this is. Uh, but again, yeah, like Alex said, there that was a lot of what he said was running through my was running through my head. Unfortunately, I do agree. Um, and it was nice to hear yeah that solo. I think that was yeah. You, yeah, what was the timestamp on that, Kevin? Was that around two, between two and three minutes? It and, was, yeah. Okay, yeah, that solo there, kind of like, okay, I feel a little bit more unfamiliar. And it works, it complements, it's it's a Slash-esque solo that doesn't feel, it feels like it belongs there. And against those chord choices, it sounds really nice. Yeah, so I gotta give them, I gotta give it that, yeah. But again, yeah, those vocals could have, yeah, they, they needed, well, they had 14 years to figure that out, and sadly they didn't. And we got to deal Things with it. Things I so, love. Yeah. <laughs> I love how the orchestra is introduced, uh, and especially as it's going to become a major mm-hmm. player later in the record. Um, uh, things I don't. Um, I think Axel's sound is actually can be the weakest part of this. Um, it does. I, I do agree. I think there's oh, Alex yeah. that said that, that uh, with a full round, I mean, there's parts of this that just sound so James Labrie. Kevin already played it. I don't need to play it again. Um, and if you had that full rounded yeah. kind of crystal clear studio specialist voice, that would have made this a really special track, but it would have been no not guns and roses that's for sure um and the intro uh i'll just play it because i just thought of i just thought of something i'm sorry Uh, go ahead i mean is that like is it's like being slapped in the face with queen like how would you like a little piano intro (laughs) like it's just every like you you and then all of a sudden like there's a quick pivot to elton john out of nowhere I mean, right here. That's a great chord. That chord is yeah, great. One to four. But that sounds like roll. That sounds like roll with the changes yeah, from Mario Speedwagon. Uh, yeah, that, like. that was one thing. I, I love. Yeah, no, that. I love that song. But it kind of again, that was one of those things that irritated me a little. Like that's like not where one it's, to four. They didn't. They had. To, yeah, I mean, it's a piano moment, which I know we've kind of hassled Axel a little bit about it, and they can I had a moment like to, to, to give us something, something. Cool, and they can, didn't. They can, didn't do. It. They just picked I? a generic. Uh, 
can I chord progression? Can yeah. I add a reference track? I was trying to think of another artist of like yeah, drop that it in the era alternate. that this. Here, I'll, I'll... And it's funny. It's funny because Josh Freese drummed on this record. So, uh, well, I mean, what record didn't he drum on? I mean, he's on everything. Should I just t- should I should I just tell everybody to go listen to it? Go listen to the just song. Just everybody who's listening to this which is like two people uh go <laughs> go listen to uh haven't met you yet by michael buble and then listen to this um, song after it wait a minute and tell me you don't hear some like of the vocal it's just like lounge like peppy like 13 going on 30 like early 2000s disney peppy guy in a suit uh, lounge singer, like, you know what bed, I just like realized? Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I just realized? We missed a golden opportunity to play some Barry White on the Use Your Illusion albums with that deep voice. Why didn't we? Why didn't we sneak some Barry White songs Escapal in here? Jones. <laughs> Jones. Jones. <laughs> anyway, let's move on then to. Um, Stan Podolak wants to get to if the if the world. Speaking um, of Barry White, we're gonna, we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna start yeah. at uh, three minutes and twenty seconds. Do you want to group the next two? By the way, why not? We're yeah. gonna group if the it's if the world right and yep. there was a time there was a time we're gonna do at two minutes and forty eight so three twenty first at if the world.
say about there was a time, uh, but if the world, uh, you know, it sounds like Massive Attack, and Massive Attack was huge uh, when it comes to soundtracks of the era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were on The Matrix and Snatch, and, you know, they were just, you know, that, that trip-hop sound was just basically everywhere in the late 90s, early 2000s. And it sounds like like Boiler Room or something for that soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, but there's something about that song that as soon as it clicked for me, like it, it simultaneously sounds like a like a steakhouse ambience, like a 2000s era, <laughs> like just like steakhouse. You're just like vibing and like nying or something in, in Chicago or, or whatever. And uh, then, but it so also when you, like- You head into the nice bathroom to wash your hands yeah. and it's kind of <laughs> vaguely played. I was going to say so much of this music like sounds like generic, like mall elevator music at times. Oh boy. It's okay, like, so walking through Crate and Barrow at like Woodfield, you would hear that last song yeah. playing. I've got that coming up later, but um, <laughs> if the world also- when it hit me, doesn't it kind of sound like a Bond credits song? Yeah, a little bit. Or Jason Bourne. I mean, yeah, I mean, as yeah, far as yeah, as I far that. yeah, as far as my kind of opening thing, I said it was pretty much like taking Barry White, the Spice Girls, and Enrique Iglesias <laughs> and throwing them together. <laughs> Enrique Iglesias. Yeah, I it, it just has that. It, I hear yeah, it. It's, it's the there. Yeah, I like um, but how we but, got two Barry White references and like. Two minutes here. Well, that's why I was surprised you said it early before, because I mean, this song, I mean, Kevin, can you play the, like, just the beginning, like the first like 20 seconds? I mean, I... I of which one? If the of, world? Of the song, of If the World, yeah. Oh, I yeah, gotta just get it's, it up. He's gonna backtrack. Yeah, I gotta I'm hoping we get anyway. some Ricky Martin later. Are we get some uh, Enrique <laughs> Graysonish Ricky Martin? Maybe? It's a little bit more subtle, but yeah. Uh, you know, keep, Spice Girls, keep TLC. Keep vamping, Chris, while I get, uh, um, while I get If the World up. Uh... But again, it was kind of the unusual nature of the song did make me remember it. I mean, I did, and I hate to admit, I know I've been crapping on this record, but it does get stuck in your head. It does. And, if the and, world... I and I don't, and I don't, and see if you agree with me, the, like those high vocals in the the chorus, you know what they kind of remind me of? Uh, Triumph. Like, like Rick mm. Emmett doing like, good, fight the good fight. Yes. When he hits those high notes, I'm like, man, I couldn't stop. I'm like, and that's... Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I'm like, that's a weird uh, re- referencing triumph and like a, in a very white type song. I don't know. There's a lot of, <laughs> and for some reason, it kind of. Uh, I'm not saying that it, that it's not. Again, I, it, it, the song right, is a little bit. It just sounds like. It, it's, oh, go ahead. Yeah. What's your timestamp? Oh, zero. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. And it goes into the. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, here we go. An obsession. Like this is not. I mean, I understand what we're talking about. I mean, this is this is even a, a risk for a. This is the like slow mo when like Jason Statham is like going in slow mo, walking down the street, and he looks back, <laughs> and there's just like a huge explosion behind him, and he gets away scot free and kind of adjusts the tie. Roll credits. <laughs> This, from a melodic this perspective, is like, this as much is as so like steak forty eight yeah. or like maple and ash, you're just sitting there, just like yeah. vibing to your to your little steak yeah. salad. It's a, the problem, yeah, little, yeah, my biggest problem. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, or do you have anything I, I, else? I, okay, uh, Chicago Chop House. But yeah, that's another one of my big problems with it. It just it, it sounds like he's trying so hard to like to bury his past by pushing this and it just comes off a little disingenuous as as much as i like the melodies and again i'm 
probably one of the most eclectic music, music listeners around. But again, I, I have to look at each situation like, okay, does it work under these set of circum or under these conditions of the GNR? Even Axel, like I said, this is really, this is really testing my, yeah, like anybody else, any other, any other pop star of the era could have probably done a, a good job. Even rock. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I, I didn't believe it. He didn't sell it totally for me. Yeah. As far as like, okay, this is a, an interesting kind of within the Axel Rose world. This is something I can take. And I, I just couldn't. But again, it's one of those, I liked listening to it, but it left that bad taste in my mouth. Really Chris, just than, be happy yeah. that the guy who is obviously wanted to be NWA so bad was not trying to do a G unit record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, again, this is on a, like, like, like if G, yeah, G, the G unit so line. I can see Axel on his kill going, G unit. Yeah, the G unit line is on, is in the, on the horizon though. You can see it. That's how close we are though. That's where he, luckily those heavy down tune guitars come in and like, okay, all right, all right, okay. This is, I know you, for all your eclectic taste, I don't think you listen to G unit. This is nothing like G No, not, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, no, but I'm just talking about as far as, yeah, yeah, like. It's like okay, I listen to jazz. I listen to yes, stuff like that. But I can't. Yeah, here, it was a weird thing. It's objectively bad and good at the same time. Yeah, it's like okay, it's it's well constructed. It's competently put together. It's competent. Again. It's competent. Yeah, yeah that's dude. that word. I'm gonna be using that quite a oh, bit. Are we still talking um, about if the world? Are no, we yeah, okay, we no, move on. We're, we're moving on. <laughs> well, I was gonna say from I thought I I kind of liked there was a time it was a little bit more G and R than the last couple tracks. It kind of no, I thought it was it, I thought it kind of yeah, brought yeah. it back in a little bit. Okay, but know, the, the it, issue it, with there was, was a time yeah. is that you know the timestamp I played. You probably don't because you've forgotten it by now. Is it? But anyway, it's also the longest song on the album. I played the timestamp starting at two forty eight. And it sounded like the song was wrapping it up, and it goes for another three minutes. Oh, I know. I, I, I had that on here. Yeah, that bucket head goes on for like another two minutes. Yeah. And then you have like this weird little like new metal kind of synthy thing at the end, which I thought was kind of like I rolled my eyes a little bit. Yeah, there's but again, just no then you, reason. Then you have, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then you have earlier on in the song where it's like that 94, 95 kind of grunge. Yeah, Kevin, can you put 55 seconds? Can you play that? God, and then Chris, we can move you're, on. you're asking for everything. <laughs> 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 yes. I have a, I, I worked, I worked, I worked I very know, hard on this. I want to, I want to get my. The sync tube works. It deletes the video after we get rid of it. So <laughs> sync I get, tube I, is done. With sync, this song. Sync, it's not, it's not me. I swear, sync tube just gets rid Ma of it. Mark, I don't think you're going to be getting the post show nachos tonight. It's going to be closed. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Walgreens does close at ten. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> yeah, what? Have to go bike like, to the gas station instead. Uh, if, if fifty-five seconds, if you could just play that. Right, uh, hang on, I'm, just that. I'm bumping up. There was a time over IRS. Uh. And if it does go too late, I have to go to the Jewel, which is open till midnight. Okay, what is it? 50, 59 seconds. Fifty-five seconds. Yeah, it just, it just sounds okay. like a yeah, like a really you know, like like 50, again, fifteen years too late. How Nirvana is that? It drove me nuts. Like, okay, this is your pushing me. But again, this, these are songs that were written over 15 years. It's like Nirvana plus Queensryche yeah. trying yeah, to be Dream Theater. And I and I had to swipe it for that, if anything. Why, yeah. couldn't, it, uh, why couldn't this song be released in 98? That's just what I'm saying. 98 is a bit. It doesn't matter when this was nah, released. I know, but I'm just like, uh, I just feel like it would have been a little bit more than a dozen. It could have been released last yesterday. year and it yesterday. would have had the same effect. 
Um, I want to throw in another, unless we want to do the questions at the end just to get through the track by track. Maybe. What do you want, what Maybe. Do you want to do? Yeah, let's, let's do it at the end. Because I, I feel stupid, because I know we're, yeah, there's a lot to talk about here, and I just don't want to keep Catch it. Catch her in the eye! Let's flip it let's over. Group them. Let's group this one and, and scrape. You, you, know, you know it's bad when the other members of the group are trying to bump us along in song. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing both of them together, right? Okay. We're let's gonna, group these two. We're going to start catching them. In fact, them. we could just probably group the next three. <laughs> All right, we're going <laughs> to wow, group the next... Th- no, no, we group got timestamps, don't we? Um, I'm going to have to start looking them up on the side. This is Catcher <laughs> in the Rye, 1 minute 18 seconds, and scraped, scrapped, um, crapped at uh, <laughs> zero, 0 minutes and 0 seconds. Stop right there. I'm gonna say yeah. that was probably one year worth of David Geffen's money right there can in I, that 13 seconds. Real quick before we play the next song, can I play yeah, another reference? That's all we're playing uh, from another, another reference track on um that idea executed way better. Uh how do I do this? Do I just put it in the Skype chat again and then you're gonna sync it up? Try that, yeah. We'll try it. Oh no, check the second one. Check the second clip. Firehouse, I see it. Uh, oh, this is I the way it's done. Coming. Get up. You got it? It's playing for me. Yeah, I'll just rewind so Mark can hear this again. This is how you uh, this is how you do that idea for scrape. It, it, Take it's, note. It's, it sounds better. Alright, I'm ready. Go ahead. Gotta play the beginning. Gotta play the very beginning. Somebody just press stop messing with it. I'm let me do it. That's how you do an isolated vocal intro. Whatever the hell scraped was, scrape it off the album. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny it's for like scrape stuff at the bottom of your barbecue. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had for scrape. I, 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 it was my second statement. I it felt like I needed some aspirin after listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> I've, n- I've never I've never seen a song jump around from like boys to men to the Chili Peppers and then back again to Chris Cornell. You gotta throw that in there. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I just see Chris popping open the bottle. And, oh. I've never. I mean, this this is probably the most schizophrenic song on here. I mean, it just it doesn't know where yeah where to sit. I mean, yeah, again, yeah, the, like that rocking part, like group funky kind of part is kind of cool, but again, it's not anything 
Yeah, others have done it better. That's whether it's face that's, no more. That's, 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 yeah. that's where I yeah. disagree with Mark a little bit on the Kurt Cobain. I know Kurt Cobain had his demons and he was depressed and stuff, but also like Axel was a hothead, and I think this album just encapsulates what the hell is going on in that guy's head. And there's a lot. And it's not Everything. it's not organized, <laughs> and he's got he's got some genius, yeah. but also he doesn't know where he's trying to go. And I think Kurt is cooler than that, and he has more awareness, did have more awareness, and he would know when it's getting a little too out of control. And I don't think he would ever make anything this uh, yeah, I mean, it's, all over the place. You won't find me arguing I, that I, it's Kurt funny, Cobain I, I, I must is have not been cooler so, than Axl Rose. Yeah. I think that Guns N' Roses is collectively cooler than Nirvana. Mm. Eh. That's debatable. Well, maybe in a may more mainstream. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. yeah it's kind of hard Slash to compare Slash is the height of cool. Uh, I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to disagree that Guns N' Roses is cool. They're cool. But yeah, I would say I mean, Dan Grohl is not cool. <laughs> Kirk yeah, Cobain is pretty cool. Uh, here's, well, we're dropping vocal intros. I'll throw another one in if this works. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I know. Man. Yeah. Man. I may need to see where I'm going. Where is this? Oh, are you ready this for is, this? Yes, leave it. Here we go. This is hilarious. Love the music video for this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is going on the headphones in, a, in an hour or so. Two or three. It's like Axl Rose. And uh, I don't think he listened to Firehouse. Ah, Firehouse. I think he was. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in his head, but uh, there are lots better vocal intros that probably did not yeah. waste a year of David Geffen's money. You know, it's funny. I. You know. Yeah. They... So the what? <laughs> I don't know. Why? Why? Can, can we... Yes, probably came up with that like in an afternoon. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's Chris Cornell. That, oh it kind of rocks. It gets better. It does. It gets better. But that's totally Chris Cornell, though. I don't know what he did. It's very choruseless, though. Yeah, it's very dry. I had uh, I had for. I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, think Soundgarden's that butt rock, though. Like musically. No, I mean I. No, well, uh, yeah, I don't know. At least that passage reminded me a lot of that. Oh. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean for a moment he he gets up into those Chris Cornell like registers yeah. where it doesn't sound like him anymore. Um, I also had, I don't know, I didn't have, maybe I was so angry like out of with this song, but I didn't post any timestamps uh, where I just <laughs> said the the end is a mess of sounds. I don't know. Do you guys remember? I'm trying to remember what the. That's another thing where they just layer and layer and layer things. It's where fatiguing. just a lot. Yeah, it's where really you got fatiguing. guitar solos, rhythm guitar, Axel screaming all at thank, once, and it's just thank, sounds, it's just a mish, thank, a mishmash. Thank God for Bob Ludwig. Can you imagine if this had the mastering of Death Magnetic? <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is going on musically? On top of it, it's just hell on the ears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. Scraped equals something scraped off the bottom of boots. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, let's let's get to this next song, which I don't even know how to say. So if anybody wants to help me out. Uh, you diehard guns. Oh, riot, riot, riot in the Bedouins. Is is that what it is? Okay. I thought Thank it was a typo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, my, my iPhone kept, uh, yeah, uh, 
when I was typing it and kept auto-correcting to raid. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, let's start this one at 40 seconds. There's, there's yeah, good moments. There's good moments. Yeah. It's just it's just another chorusless song, and I yeah. hope my slap echo is gone. By the way, I've just been been messing around with audio inputs on the fly this show, but uh, apologize for that. Uh, this is a pretty creative song, and I think it rocks. It just could have used a chorus. They kind of forgot that part, um, yeah. but the rest of it is pretty cool. Yeah, I was don't there, think the Oz qualify as a chorus. Was there yeah. a laser sound in the beginning? Yeah, did you hear that? I don't know if that was, like was a keyboard. Oh, I can tell you oh, okay. that the whole beginning sounded like I was loading up Battlefield 3 or something. Oh my, dude, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Battlefield lately. I literally said I'm going to play Battlefield after this because of this song. Hold on, there's a, there's I mean, a weird You can like, hear it. Oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, dice. <laughs> it's just generic music that was just in the vaults. Or is it there's like a little like ju ju kinda Yeah. This yeah, this is video game menu music. There. Yeah, those are laser sounds. Okay, Battlefield 3 was yeah. a little bit later. It was later. Yo, I know. But sounds just, like Division 2 or Yeah, I'm not I'm not making fun of it for that. It works! I feel like I feel like it's a war song, isn't it? It is. I feel like I'm, you know, about to raid the North African desert. Here with the with, 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 with the Panzer Shrek, okay? It works. Want <laughs> to go drop into DC? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Division Two. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is kind of a yeah superficial kind of rock. But again, it, I mean, yeah, that drum beat is very kind of it gets it, it's very locked in. Um, um, it's funny. This is uh, yeah, I kind of had heard this is a, a song that I could kind of hear uh, like Miles Kennedy kind of singing. Yeah, I don't know why. yeah, I hear that. Yeah, it's it's got that uh, kind of higher end. Uh, uh, it was nice to see that kind of, and I, it must have been uh, Buckethead, that uh, kind of Meshuga type solo at 333, where it's like that, where it sounds like something off of a. I know it's weird, but <laughs> it was. But, 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 <laughs> it sounds like Butthead or like Beavis singing a guitar song. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all, uh, yeah, all, all the wrong notes, but no, I, but it was, uh, but it was, I guess, yeah, for a song that just is kind of there in a good way, I guess, yeah, it was. Nice that they threw in that curveball there. Yeah. All right, listeners. Well, anyway, <laughs> I, I have good news for you. I can say the rest of the titles pretty easily. So we go to this one, and uh, the next one is called "Sorry." Um, will they be sorry for releasing this song, or is sorry. this one good? Um, so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's hurry up before we we get the Chris acapella like this guy. No, I'm kidding. Oh, the, um, the Peggy Lever, yeah. Um, we're going to start this one at 1 minute and 11 seconds. I won't give in. Hell with the pressure. I'm not caving in. Get my ideas. You know that I got 
what are we at nine nine songs into the album now finally it's starting to click for me a little bit i, I was getting I, a little like, like okay it, it, that would convince yeah. me to be a guns and roses a guns yeah, and roses I, I, I song could, in the 2000s yeah, I, it's like i, I, I could I, see the original lineup even being on that Right. Yeah, I couldn't really necessarily pinpoint any specific influence, except for maybe. I mean, the, the vocals are a little Jeff Tate-ish again. Yeah, it seems like when he sings in that normal, uh, yeah, which is a little irritating, but not too much. But I don't know. This kind of reminded me of like a kind of like a Roger Waters kind of droner. I could see him kind of uh, in the early '80s, kind of. But again, I, I like. Love, I, like I, I love the word droner. Thank you. Yeah, I like again. It, it's a drone. It's it's a it's a lower kind of register, but I I like it. I, especially those chord choices again are really nice. Um, but yeah, Kevin, if you could play one part, the way that Axel sings this one part really kind of made me where I had to go back at 35 seconds. Oh, is this the do it part? Oh, please. Yeah, I will do it. Here it is. But yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I knew that was what, what was Don't that? want to do it. <laughs> and, I lo- I, I, and I do, I really love this song, but I was like, what, what the hell is why i mean i just say what the hell was that that was my that was my note <laughs> i knew yeah, I, somebody's gonna bring that up this <laughs> reminds me of a song uh and i haven't pre-listened to this i'm just doing this on the fly so i might be way off on this um but it's uh i think this album was 2008 but it's kind of like a in that in between you know metalcore or emo shifting metalcore this is uh a song from Sonic Syndicate called My Escape. Not I, sure. I remember if this, this song. Is, I think it's Yeah, heavier. and if you can kinda of remember that kind of that slow pokey just I'm kind of just those heavy, just plotting. I know this, this one's a little quicker, but you know where it just kind of has that just full out ballad. Man, uh, the, it's like the it's the the OO's version of a power ballad, I suppose. This music video bad. with the big chains and the the skin tight affliction t shirts. Yeah, the affliction. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely, affliction shirt for this one. It's Sebastian too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the emo. It's an emo overdose right here. Yeah. No, it's not emo. It's just. It's I don't know like in that transitory period where they would just like a power ballad would just be uh, I don't know just little... like brick walled and just heavy guitars and just kind of like plotting and what is it with two rockers whenever two rockers get together they do a ballad what is that well like what's up with what that? that is yeah I don't... maybe I it's maybe of... it's more yeah. focus focus on the vocals let them David breathe more. Bowie I don't and know. Queen wasn't really <clears throat> a ballad don't look at that guy. It's a snippy. It's a kind of a, a soft song, though. It's not a rock. Yeah, it is. Sure. That guy kind of like that guy kind of reminds me of the uh, the lead singer for uh, Papa Roach. It was uh, Jacoby Shaddix. Shaddix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got that scut. That scut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a he's a kind of a difficult guy. Yeah. Though <laughs> so I yeah. do see a live video of the reunion yeah. uh, lineup by Guns N' Roses playing this song. Seen, I, I actually that, might yeah. check that out later. Um, anyway. Can we get to like if there are like the the we're talking about the two biggest man babies in music in rock history? Like, do you think there's a little bit more room in this studio for Paul Stanley to join? Get in? him in there. No, I don't think he. <laughs> I don't think. I don't. I don't think he'd be, be in there. In fact, you know what? I could. You could make the case that Sebastian Bach would be good on this song. I don't think you could make the case that Paul would be. Uh, yeah, I know. And the end of this song, too, if we can play it, this is kind of a cool little keyboard effect uh, at 6.02 here. Sounds like a Chicago progressive rock band by the name of Vision. 
Look them up. I think Axl Rose was was peering in on the vision tapes when he started to ape that keyboard sound. Right there. He got the leak. Yeah. He's too busy. Right, he's got yeah. his hands around Arlington Heights. Anyway, it's time for W. Axl Rose to take us to the I.R. It's tax season. Dot. Here we go. Yes. Oh, yes. The... We're just start this one at two minutes and twenty seven seconds. I can't get over the W. <laughs> just a minute. W. Axel Rose, comma CPA. <laughs> C. This is one of those yeah, songs where I actually pulled out the guitar, so that which is always a good sign you when I'm in a... That riff is so 90s though. Yeah, but it's great. Oh, instead of FBI, he should have said, gonna get myself Magnum P.I. <laughs> like it would have rhymed with private eye. I'm sorry, but I'm so calling cool. Axel Rose W. Axel Rose CPA from now. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go to Axel for my taxes this year? I want Axel to fill out my 1040. <laughs> We have to light the sky LLC because we're going to go to W. Axel. He wrote that song about the IRS. This is a guilty pleasure song because it's super cheesy, but it's just, it just uh, like Alex said, it just rocks. Yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was that. Ch- I mean, there's worse. <laughs> the, the, the lyrics are cheesy. Oh, uh, that's a great compliment there, Alex. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I had great scream into the guitar solo, but I don't remember where that is. Did we pass it already? I said the NKR guitar solo fits. I don't know if that was the one you were talking about. Yeah. It might have been. Oh, I, mean. I, I didn't have a nice. Okay, for a guy out That's of great his solo. Pri- for a guy out of his prime, still had the pipes. And I think that know, might have been higher than anything he did on. Well, also, uh, it sounds to me that there was some definite help going on in the vocal department on this record. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I can right, say yeah. that out of all the guys who have lost it, he still seems to have it live for the most part. Play it back. Did they play this one live? This is like the one song where, like, you know, if I went to go see GNR and they played something off Chinese Democracy, this is one that I I wouldn't mind hearing. Yeah, do you I want yeah. I want the crowd to I R. Imagine the yes, yes. I R S. They did play it. They played in 2010, apparently. I'm gonna have to go watch that later. Don't talk and jive. Leave it out. I want I R S. Yeah, do you remember what they played from this album when you when you saw them? I don't know if they played anything to be honest. Yeah, you could probably that was pretty much the reunion. Like period where Suppose- people just didn't want to hear anything. Yeah, supposedly. I, I mean, the they did. List, but- I don't know if that was at that time or later in the, uh, uh, not in this lifetime, where they started throwing in a couple of Chinese uh, songs. They did, yeah. Because I, yeah. I watched a couple of them on, on Chinese stew. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Chinese democracy was played. I might have just yeah. 
that might have just went over my head. <laughs> that, was yeah, BB, like, what, that was a BBW. That was a BBW for Mark. <laughs> 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 and you know what? According to Settlers, it was the set third one in the set. I'm already at a BBW. Wait, 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 wait. When, when, did you, when did you see them? Where? When and where? Uh, I saw them at Soldier Field. This one does say United Center, so this is probably not the right round. This is not in this lifetime tour. I would have seen them in 2016. Was that when it was? was right Field. at the beginning, yeah. 2016. Right early on. Chicago. All right. Well, we can look at this on the side. We got more songs to. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, we got, <laughs> got good ones. We have too. to get to Alex's favorite audio clip because it's back. It's back, everybody. Um, oh yeah, cool hand Luke. Cool oh, hand Luke. I didn't even notice that. He didn't even notice. It was <laughs> so also, offensive. Also, a little brave heart <laughs> he, too. I think. Yes, there's a lot going on here. And seven, where yeah, which was kind of weird. He teed it from his mind. Seven, yeah. um, but we have to get to Madagascar. <laughs> Let's take a trip from the IRS. <laughs> the Disney we're, Channel movie or whatever it was. The <laughs> this is where movie. you go to escape the IRS. Yeah, I'm gonna say go we're, to Madagascar. We're, we're going to Madagascar for tax evasion. Um, and we're starting at one minute and 34 seconds. You know what I would love to be like just for a day. I would love to be the manager of a Coles and sneak this one in with those Mariah Carey drums, and you just hear those them belting out those screams. I love this song. There's something so cinematic about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna back up a little bit to about intro, one minute in the, the song. The intro is a little cheesy though. Yeah, the intro uh, well, kind of yeah. yeah. And I know that those I don't I do not like the spoken words, but uh, I mean right here. And that's some vocal work. And you know what? You know where I'm going to place that one? I'm going to place this one in a Top Gear slash Grand Tour trailer for a special. Oh, I can see that. Could you just hear that? Like hearing the trio, like just seeing the trio driving some cars through the Scottish Highlands while Axel just belting out like anything but CCR. Please stop using that and use this one instead. Oh yes, yeah. This this was kind of a uh, stacks on the rice for me because again, when you see the album or the song title, and it's like, oh, this is gonna be some weird kind of. But I'm like, no, it's actually, it's yeah, it's a very like you said, Mark, very cinematic. Um, it's funny the vo- the way that he sings. It kind of reminds me of like a '90s like Springsteen, but yeah, not in a way that I hate though, which I thought was kind of. Uh, it's got this deep kind of resonance where it's almost blues like. Uh, and again, there's still some of that Jeff Tate when he when he's not kind of when he's not screeching anything like that 
Um, and also, I don't know, I, this other song kept coming to mind as far as just the cinematic quality of it. Um, and I know I've brought this song up before, uh, uh, that David Gilmore song, In Any Tongue. I don't know, it has this big kind of filling kind of, yeah, uh, uh, this is a little heavier than that. But again, I just could close mm-hmm. it. You can kind of picture like just a scene kind of unfolding. And yeah, that's what yeah, we I, saw live, right? Re- yeah. yeah. And I, I would have loved to have seen some sort of thing for this song, like in a live setting, let them to do some sort of like uh, like illustrated scene. Yeah, yeah, you could. I could see something really kind of. They were that, that would be fertile ground for that. Let's uh, just get to yeah. the elephant in the room: the samples. What do we think? Well, yeah, there. It was kind of it. Yeah, that was. I don't know why they had to throw so many. Uh, it, yeah, who, yeah. yeah what, it went yeah, on they had for a while. Wasting David Geffen's money. It went on. Is this the one? Is, is this the one that had um, uh, uh, Doctor King in it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was yeah. okay. Yeah, because I remember. I from what I was re- reading, I guess yeah they. Uh, uh, there were initially, I guess, some issues with trying to secure that uh, clip for the, uh, and I guess they had to go to the family. And funny enough, I guess yeah, they got uh, they got it. So, but uh, initially there was some concern whether or not the King family would. Just imagine uh, there was probably it. a good solid six weeks just wasted, just on some stupid sample that Axel wanted in there. Yeah. Just, oh, and God, he said he was. It seemed like he was pretty dead the set Coretta on the King Foundation. Just is not yeah. just ghosting <laughs> us. <laughs> A few, yeah, I want to see how they, yeah, they, their family in a feud with Axel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am a, W. Axel Rose. CPA. I personally C-C-P-A. would like to request. Yeah. <laughs> Axel Rose at Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you use something. Oh, God. Anyway. All right, we're almost, we're almost there. That was almost, Madagascar. Yeah. Let's move on to the second and last song. This one is This I Love. We're going to start this one at three minutes and Evanescence Bring Me to Life comes in. A little bit, yeah. I didn't think of that. It's, anyway. Yeah, it's funny. This is a song Wasn't that, that should two have... two years ago? What? That song, Evanescence, was... No, that year. was almost 20 years ago. No, 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 from this. That was 2006? Uh, Evanescence was, was two, 2003, I think. Um, yeah, it's funny. This is a song that should have fallen flat on its face for me, but I... Yeah, I mean, between Axel's vocals, I mean, even though, because like, it was it was funny, I, my opening thing, uh, note for this was, yeah, Axel meets uh, Josh Groban, like that kind of, yeah, very, uh, uh, but after a few listens, I'm like, no, this is actually really solid, yeah, you could see there, he, there's that old, like, Illusions era Axel, where yeah. the vocal, you can see he's really putting his energy into it, uh, and I think that's what, what did it for me and kept it from totally falling off a cliff, is yeah, his vocal delivery, I think, keeps it interesting. I love the way he hits yeah. those high notes. Uh, I love the way it, it just he just screams along with the guitar orchestra. Um, I will throw out this. This is going to be coming in real hot with the take. 
I prefer this to November rain. I prefer to estranged. <laughs> okay, that's probably an equally hot take uh, as much as I like estranged. It's probably because I've just heard November rain way too many times. You know what? I like estranged. This, this benefits think, from this time in studio where November rain was never going to have that capability back then. I think I still kind of prefer estranged. Maybe uh, I think it's the best. I think the I think the there's maybe with this one as much as I liked it. I think there's a little too much schmaltz on it. Yeah. Yeah, there's just the pianos kind of yeah, are a little yeah schmaltz. We yeah, have I three it. opinions hashtag, on this hashtag, one. Yeah, hashtag schmaltz. <laughs> schmaltz. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, was... I, but again, I, I, I do enjoy the song, but I don't think it carries yeah, the same weight as yeah, Strange does. Yeah. This was by um, far my favorite song on the album. This is the oh, one great. that I yeah. mashed the repeat button on. I was like, man... This is oh, that this. wasn't IRS for you. No. Yeah, IRS was my repeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I had a guitar. No, no, but I hope yeah. all the CPAs yeah. with their pocket protectors were mashing IRS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a song for me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, no, th- Mixel, this was huh? definitely the one. I don't know why. And you know what appealed to me about it? The only writer was Axel on this song. Something about that oh, yeah, appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so it firmly established, it firmly sets it in, like, it's still, like, totally in the camp. Like, okay, this is something. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know what? I don't mind yeah. when he wheels out the piano now. Like, we've seen he can do it before. He came. Yeah, it's in moderation. Yeah, he, he in this record. And, and I feel like, you know what? It, this is kind of that, that piano ballad. And, yeah, it's got some rocker parts, but he yeah. really brought it. You know, makes you wonder. Song. All right, Axel. Axel's got a song songwriting credit on all of these songs, but this is the only one that he has a solo credit on, and this yeah. is one of the best songs on the album. Makes you wonder, maybe the bits that we don't like about the other songs are not his fault. <laughs> well, because if, if, if he did, if he did this, everybody else. Apparently, he, I mean, he, I, think he had, I think he was the one who signed off on everything. I don't think anything got onto the final product if he didn't okay it. All the, all, yeah. I think all all the more, good the, things that we like on all the songs are him. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. You know I, I think I was, it's more yeah. that it just, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, I know yeah. that's a cliche. No, but, true. Yeah. No. You know, it's funny. I think during this time, I think he was really pushing that, uh, you know, that spiritual advisor that had been following him around for years. I. I was reading that I guess so during this period it really, yeah, that it was that it was really like in full Dude, force. Where they were, normal. You know, I know where yeah, people were coming and going. Like if if there was negative energy, yeah, they were out of here. Whether it was a, I don't know if who was who, who was the the drummer John Freeze. I don't know if Freeze. he got or Josh Freeze. I couldn't remember if he was the one who got caught up in that bad uh, negative energy and he had to go. Uh, but it was surprising Juju how many how, wasn't. Yeah, how many people, studio? how many managers, producers all got booted because yeah, his uh, personal uh, spiritual advisor said, no, you got to. Let's let's throw yeah. in another. We've had two already. Let's throw in another Space Jam reference. Before every studio session, we got to get this guy in here. Bugs He's going to clear the air so Axel can belt out some vocal tracks. And you know what? I think it worked on this one. You know what else is cool? And I specifically looked up. There is pro shot video of this song on the Not In This Lifetime tour. This song. when Axel, Remember when Axel broke his foot and he had to sit in that, that the Dave, seat or whatever? The, the Dave Grohl throne, yeah. Yeah. That there's, there's him singing it. And uh, I, you know what? Not bad idea to bring out the 13th or 14th track from Chinese Democracy. I mean, there's probably a BBW for everybody, but I would have let, stood and watched yeah. this. Yeah, This is the song I will take you seriously on. This is, I don't know if I would go so far to call this uh, when we covered Van Halen, 
The Girl Gone Bad, uh, mm. Pink Floyd. It was, um, what was that, Beyond? Uh, Goodbye Blue Sky? What was that? Goodbye, Blue Sky. Yeah, I uh, don't remember the Queen one. Oh, uh, don't don't. Um, it was on the '80s one. What I'm looking, looking, looking. Back to human. Uh, no, no, oh, no. no. It was one of my best scandal. Oh, that song rocks. Um, I forgot about that. Uh, don't lose your head. Like you know, don't lose your head. Um, this may or may not be the that, the girl that, gone that bad song of Guns N' Roses. It could for me. be I, I, on a divisive album. It seems to have united all of us. And, and if you, if you were a Guns N' Roses fan, you came up to me and said, "Dude, dude, I'm a Guns N' Roses fan, man." Um, I'd be like, "What about this? I love." And if they were like, "Yeah, one of their best songs," I'd be like, "Okay, you're you're, you're good. <laughs> you just didn't buy the T-shirt at Target." Welcome to the jungle, the man. Gatekeeper no, yeah. At that point, <laughs> yeah. Mark is letting yeah. me through. He's past my gatekeeping the, the, with this. The I black love. gate, that big orc on top of yeah. the black gate yeah. of Mordor. <laughs> this is I love just squeaking in under the end. Yeah, just push his face off now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, should a, uh, should the album have ended? I this was I literally love? just <laughs> about to say that. Should the album have ended there? I think so. Did we need to go to a prostitute um well, <laughs> <laughs> it's the final uh, song it's like putting spanked as your closer yeah <laughs> a musical yeah. prostitute yeah uh yeah, let, yeah let's start off this song at um three minutes I mean, this is the song. I, I I totally get where everyone's coming from with this. I love being the closer, but there's enough in here that I like. Agreed. Yes, agreed. it just really makes me feel like I'm on a journey. Like it, it, it's got again that Top Gear, uh, you know, Scottish Highlands or Icelandic, you know, Ring Road or something that just kind of gives it that epic feel. And the way that it ends specifically, you know, I know it's so Dream Theater, but just the way like if this is the last that we ever hear from Guns N' Roses as a studio album or guns and roses. But if this is how the band closes, I know they have a single out that's after this, but you know, if this is how the album chronology ends, it's pretty. Yeah, I did like that. I'm a sucker for that stuff. Yeah. Just the, the, that <laughs> afterthought, that echo of a journey. Yeah. This is one of the, look, 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 look oh, yeah. the band kicked down the door. With Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. And they end with this. And I could say, like, say whatever you want about Axel not being as cool as Kurt Cobain, but this is pretty impressive. The, yeah. the journey that they have taken us on from Welcome to the Jungle, Jungle, releasing the, you know, unintentionally most perfect 80s concept album about going to LA 
you know, trying to be all, you know, art school, you know, with use your illusion and, you know, worldly. And then Axel just saying, you know what? This is mine to do whatever I want with. And I've taken you on a journey from every influence, everything that I have felt in the last 18 years of basically being absent from the world of music composition. And this is how I'm going to walk off. That's bold and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's good. And this is one of the few kind of songs that I kind of read into just my interpretation that this almost seemed like a, a song uh, kind of directed at his former bandmates or even his past loves, you know, where he's kind of yeah, talking about uh, uh, yeah, my, uh, I'll just read. Yeah. There was one lyrical passage I thought was really interesting. Yeah, what would you say if I told you that I'm to blame and what would you do if I had to deny your name? It's, it'll, it's almost yeah, like as far as for the breakdown in the original group and what, what would it mean if I actually did, kind of bow down to what you guys wanted. I don't know. There was, I, 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 maybe that's not what it is. And it was kind of hard to find information on it, but I just like that there were these little things in there. This is was, just my interpretation. That's the, that yeah. could be a very spiritual line too. Yeah, it's true. Like again, I'm sure this, yeah, this song just felt like he's kind of just sitting back and taking stock as far as, yeah, his, all, all, all of his relationships, whether with himself or with people that were close to him, people that he had falling out with or and people to throw that he, another yeah, yeah. comparison, like to have a guns and roses song called prostitute, but it's this, yeah. Like, what a loop, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's true. All right, Chris. I think uh, you got to yeah. finish up. A good old questions. seven for the bye. Yeah. yeah. I really Kevin with one. a point in the bag. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, again, a lot of these are just uh, kind of just about the history of the album. But, uh, here, yeah, here's uh, the next one. Um, all right, true or false. Uh, in an interview with Rolling Stone in 1998, uh, their manager said at uh, that point in time they had recorded over 300 hours of music. I think that was Mark. Uh, I'm just going to take a step off the uh, uh, that little cliff in Indiana Jones and hope there's a bridge there for me. <laughs> and I'm going to go with true. Yeah, you're right. Correct. Oh, yeah. the camera swings around and Indiana's yep. safe. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was one of those things that made me laugh. Just talking about it was another decade before they got anything out. Yeah, yeah. in 98, they already had all that. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, true or false? Uh, Tom Zuta was fired again due to him accidentally bringing in strangers' friends to listen to uh, demos of some songs from the album. True or false? I think that's Kevin. I believe yeah. that is false. I think it was something to do with a movie screening. Is why it was fired. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, yeah it was a uh, Black Hawk Down. Yeah, that uh, mm. that he had. The Excel had wanted him to set up a um, a private screening for watching Black Hawk Down because I think they were going to use one of the one of the. I don't know if it was from the album, just a TNR song in it. Yeah. And he ended up inviting suppose or or people. It turned in not. It ultimately turned into not a private event, and people, some strangers showed up. He blamed Tom for it, and that was the end of there. And I guess Tom said that, that that he was set up, and it turned into this typical Guns and Roses feud. Yeah, where Alex. It was one, yeah, getting yeah. walked on this one. I, I got nothing so far. I did no. <laughs> I did no reading on this. Okay. So, yeah. That was, so you got that one, Kevin, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you got two. All right. Two to um, all right. Okay. Um, all right. True or false? Uh, Izzy almost came back into the band to help write songs in '95. True or false? Uh, yes. uh, What's he I'm I'm taking another step down that bridge. Uh, there's a lot of minefields in there because it could not be '95. It could not be Izzy. <laughs> Izzy was a primary songwriter. I'm going to say false because 95, I don't think he would have been on good terms 
No, it's true, actually. Okay. Yeah. Oh. oh. So much Kaboom. for the alternate ending. Oh. Yeah, I was starting to reconnect with Axel <laughs> with the relationship, sadly. Imagine, yeah. imagine watching Indiana Jones yeah. at Last Crusade, and yeah. you get to the part where he takes the leap off the cliff. <laughs> and, and a little just, too far to the left. He just falls stuff. straight down, yeah. end of movie. Yeah, I was surprised, too, but... Uh, but yeah, the uh, it was a brief kind of where they he came in and they started kind of reconnecting and then it ultimately fell apart again when Axel started asking him as far as why he left the band and there that led to some. That would have been so. right after Spaghetti Incident. Uh, uh, yeah, you haven't soon. seen yeah. that in a while, a, Mark. I haven't it seen tells it me, in a while. it tells me that you should try <laughs> reading the books instead of burning. Burning. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so I guess we're giving that one to Kevin, or does he have to answer? I can. I have to answer. Get, <laughs> get Alex is okay. silent, silently waiting like the sub. It was just Sean Connery in the Red October over there. Ready, <laughs> that's ready. what I'm doing right now, yeah. All right. Um, okay, true or false. Uh, despite uh, the mixed reactions to the album, it still reached number one in the States. Oh, Lord, oh, I have no clue. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure on this one. Well, you uh, you died out. You fell. You you took the leap and did not make it. I, I, I hit the sandbank. See, yeah. see, uh, Alex is going for oh, it. Oh, Alex! Wow. Oh, he's gonna, oh, that's right. He is still in it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say because I feel like there was so much hype and so much expectation that um, uh, right away, yes, that was true. But eventually, over time, it proved to not be that successful. So I'm gonna say. Uh, right off the gate, yes, it was number one. Uh, that's false, yeah, actually. Well, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, I think it was number. I don't have to. It's not like I, I need any doubles on this one, anyway. It was number two or three, I believe. Yeah, I exited. What did? The, what uh, edged it out? Mariah Carey. Uh, what could have possibly beat it? Up? <laughs> yeah, it was two thousand eight. What was the What was the Juggernaut record? The Lady Gaga. Well, are you maybe? talking about a uh, top forty or rock or rock? Uh, no, like top forty, like the oh, main, like the Billboard two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't reference unless if I say it yeah, before yeah. I die, yeah. before I self destruct. What was okay. his Curtis? What was what was his big album? Um, Fifty Cent. Yeah, what was it? The game, something the or die try and get rich or die try and something yeah. like that. The massacre was Fifty Cent. Oh, okay. okay, okay, Kevin's got to get one more. Wait, um, no, no, everybody's out. I'm, oh, everybody's I'm dead. dead. Yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah just give it to yeah. him. Oh, Radiohead, love it or flush it. All right, tonight's order. Let me check the old chat here. Uh, it's going to be Mark, Chris, Kevin, and myself. Oh, I get to get low, go last tonight. Nice. Uh, <laughs> title track, Chinese Democracy. Mark, what are we giving this one? Uh, big Love. I think it opens the album in every way you'd expect for a GNR album, I think. It's, 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 it's good. Uh, Kev. Oh, it's me. Chris. Or is it me? Oh, I think it's Chris. No, Chris. is it Chris? Is it yeah, is me. it yeah. M C K A? M C K A. Ah, yes. M C K A. My bad. Yeah. Chris, go ahead. It's all good. Uh, yeah, uh, a big love. Yeah, it's uh, as cheesy as it is. Yeah, it's it's an earworm rocker. So yeah, big love. Kev, uh, I'm gonna give it a little big love as well. Ah, uh, this is gonna be my bye. <laughs> wow. We know we know we know that, that, we know that almost seems like the going. obvious choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the choice. You didn't even you're talk not... about it. Yeah. Shaq was revenge. Mark. Uh, even if it's a bit of a mess of a song, I think it still rocks and I can remember it. So, love. Chris? Uh, 
We're on Checkler's Revenge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're lost, and we're on track two. <laughs> okay, I am lost. I was, I was reading. I was looking for something. Um, yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, we can flush this one. What? Yeah. Yeah, there's too much. Yeah. She doesn't like mud vein. Yeah. Neither do I. But. Yeah. Kev. I, uh, in my notes, I said good if a bit generic, uh, but I'm gonna keep this one around. Yeah, I'll give this one a pass as well. I remember liking it. Uh, better track three, Mark. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, this is the one with a lot of dream theater. I'm having one weakness to this song is that the song song titles are kind of hard to recall what the song was. Right. But uh, looking back on my notes, I do like this one. All right, uh, Chris. Um, I'm going to flush this one as well. Yeah, that was more of the Chris Cornell kind of. You know, at the end of this, uh, Mark and I may be leading Guns N' Roses a lot. <laughs> this is going to be our favorite GNR record. Uh, Kev, better. Tractor. I'm buying this song. Oh, wow. Okay. I, li He's got I liked it. Yeah, I'm going to keep it around as well. Can't think of what it sounds like right now, but I'm sure I'll listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, this was a good one. Just a quick uh, update because we're closing in on the uh, lover flush at ending for Guns N' Roses. Quick score update. Mark, 62% love. Chris, 64% love. Alex, 70% love. And Kevin, the typical lagger at 60%. <laughs> yes. I got to compare this to Alex's Nirvana score. Guess what you gave Nirvana, Alex? Uh, like 60%? In the 60s? 71. I, I, better start be, at, I better start being harsh you're at, here. <laughs> you're at 70 for Guns N' Roses. I shouldn't have told you anything. He's just going to flush everything. Uh, yeah, come on. Adrian. There's no way I like GNR more than Nirvana. Uh, whatever. Uh, Street of Dreams, track four. Uh, despite the piano intro, this one really does well. To, uh, yeah, this one does well despite its a generic intro. So uh, big love Chris? for the ending. Chris? Yeah, yeah. This again, it was kind of a stacks on the rise for me. I'll uh, give it a big love. Yeah, despite what all the things Mark mentioned. Kev, uh, this one is kind of on the ball, but I'll just give it a light squeeze. Uh, I actually wrote down love for this one, so uh, a little <laughs> bit, a little bit, a little bit stronger than the last two, actually. So you yeah. know what that means. Following direction. Yeah. Keeping it around. <laughs> Track five. If the world. Mark. This one, I had, I had to make that connection. Uh, to the Bond, potential Bond theme song, but uh, I will keep it around for that and uh, for the next time I am at a steakhouse bathroom. <laughs> okay, Chris. <laughs> yeah, this is one I really wanted uh, to kill, but it, it, it grew on me and it's got, it was probably the first song that really like, stuck in my head, so I'll give it a, uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a light squeeze, yeah. Kev. You know what, Mark? I think you saved the song for me. Uh, between the, the James Bond and the Steakhouse, uh, um, steaks for weird off. reasons, but <laughs> keeping uh, it around. Yeah. Uh, I I have one note on this. I, I'm sure there was parts that I liked of it, but uh, I'm going off of my one note. Sounds like an early 2000s now CD uh, <laughs> yeah. R&B boys to men song. So I believe the flush starts here. <laughs> Track six, there was a tab. Mark. 
this is the one song that I have a completely blank section for my notes <laughs> on this song. So it gets the flush. And Chris. Um, I am going to what am I gonna do? You know, it's Too not long. gonna be good. It's not gonna be good, but I'm just trying to figure <laughs> it's not out which be good. <laughs> am, am I am I killing one or am I? Uh, Are you in a killing one? mood, Chris? Do I want to kill this one? I had a lot more negative. Seems like I have more complaints about this song. You know what? Oh, this will be. Uh, I'll flush this one. Yeah. Just spared. I felt the key coming on. I felt the termination from Chris there. Be. Before I go into before I go into uh, Kev here, I just realized ACDC released Black Ice, Metallica released Death Magnetic, and Slipknot released All Hope Is Gone, all in 2008. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Black Ice. Yeah, that's the two, first tour I saw them on. Yeah, so yeah. That, and those, uh, and those, okay, and those recordings a are a lot more authentic than the normal sound. But anyway, uh, yeah. Kev, there was a time. I'm going to do what Chris didn't do, and I uh, give this one the T. Hey, I like this one. I'm keeping it around. This one, this one felt like one of the stronger, more authentic GNR songs. I'm, I'm sorry, to me. But, but you make no sense to me today, Alex. Why? Uh, I don't know what's going on with your loves and we flushes. zig, he's ass. There was a time that was. What was wrong with that song? Can you? What was wrong with you it? Hate, you hate three the minutes songs. at the end that did nothing. It was just a guitar solo. It ended at about two minutes and thirty seconds, mm, and then well, just, he doesn't even remember. He's not going back. <laughs> whatever, that's okay. Probably not. But anyway, track seven, Catcher on the Rye, my favorite book of all time. Mark, I would have flushed it, but there is. It was saved by the sing along at the end that I didn't even mention. That I kind of the lullaby Guns and Roses, which uh, I cannot be so inhumane as to flush. And Chris, you know it's funny i think i don't even think we really discussed the song i mean i think we kind of were just goofing on scraped um uh, <laughs> and considering i started my statement out with uh, uh that most of it sounds like skater punk kid ballad oh we know where that we know where that's going uh, yeah and, and everybody knows yeah my opinion on uh, skater punk kid ballads uh yeah bring out the uh, let me get my launch key the t yeah Boom. yeah let's 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 fire up the ground yeah <laughs> Chris, not happy with this album to start, that's for yeah. sure. Kev. He's, he's tied with Mark now. Uh, oh God, I, I don't remember talking about this either. And all I have in my notes is all right. So it's, <laughs> it's going to get yeah. the flush. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is another one where there was parts that I liked. Keep it around. <laughs> I agree. I'll make you work. Track. <laughs> Track eight. Scraped. Mark, are you scraping it or are you keeping it? Scrape it off the bottom of my boots. Throw it down the garbage chute. Hope it makes its way down to the incinerator where it is nuked out of existence. It's the one song that does absolutely nothing for me on the album. Chris. Yeah, that uh, that rocking part is kind of wasted, and yeah, I just yeah, there's too much, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a mess. Uh, yeah, so we can flush it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He lets the handle do the talking. Uh, I, I know you guys agree with my uh, opinion on this song, but also what what you guys didn't think like about there was a time. I thought that one was better than this one, and I kind of compared them. So this one's getting the T. Okay. Alex drops below 70%. Oh, thank you. All right. I feel better. Uh, Riad in the Benduins, Lawrence of Arabia. Mark. Yeah. Uh, I love the battlefield intro that was pointed out, and this is the one I think that has the most rocking section. Yeah. Is this the one that just absolutely rocks? We, we yeah. don't even remember. So, I, I no, don't, these song titles are really difficult yeah. to place. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, enough good to love. Chris. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it, uh, a song that I sh- should have hated just from the title, but uh, mm-hmm. it does uh, it does get the blood going. So yeah, big love. I think it's an anti Iraq War song too. Probably, I think so. Yeah. A little late for two thousand eight. <laughs> a lot of these songs were written tried. over the span. Hey, he's of, been gone. Yeah. This is his yeah. chance to finally speak. <laughs> he's been in North Korea. <laughs> write songs about the Korean yeah. War. So. A lot of these songs were written between or Iraq and War One. So, yeah, dude, it's it's been a while. Yeah. Civil War. Uh, <laughs> all right kev i'm gonna give it a love for the pretty much the same reasons that uh mark and chris did i just have this vision though of axel getting off a plane from visiting kim jong-il he was the leader at the time oh, yeah. right he's yeah. covered in <laughs> sand <laughs> he's got the birkenstocks on with the toes hanging out hey right, guys i got a great new song idea it's about yeah, the war you bring a limited edition uh kilt for you to try on <laughs> Kim Jong-un in the kilt. Or uh, uh, Zinni the Pooh. Uh, I don't have... Can we please get banned in China? I don't, ha- <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything written for this song. But the battlefield kind of makes me want to like it. But I don't remember what it sounds like. And it hey, this like one rocks. You were rocking three. along to you it. Were. I you was? Drumming? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go back and watch uh, the uh, or listen you to air it. Drumming. All right, yeah. all right, keep it around. All you gotta do to get yeah. have him keep a song is say, "Yeah, I know you were air drumming too." I don't know. <laughs> yeah. oh, track track ten, Sebastian Bach. Sorry, Mark, are you or are you not? <laughs> uh, I I might be sorry that I didn't buy this one. Uh, it just might be a touch too long and. It, like, it oh, fits really well in a narrative. <laughs> I'm not going to buy IRS. Um, I hate the IRS. Uh, I love, <laughs> sorry. Chris? Um, I think I was kind of flipping back and forth. Uh, I think I'm going to buy sorry. Uh, that was the one that kind of really grew on me. Like yeah. Uh, despite the weird little kind of uh, vocal like uh, what, what was that part that we were goofing on because I don't yeah. want to do it <laughs> yeah I don't yeah. want to do it <laughs> yeah, not that notwithstanding yeah I, the rest I of the song was yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was nice it, it, yeah it was nice to see a song that that I couldn't really pinpoint any other specific uh, uh, artist so yeah well, much less emo yeah. punk well, I, I'm right. glad you bought it bought it Chris um, bite yes, it, bite it. <laughs> um, I'm glad you bought that song um I planned out my buy, so I wasn't going to buy this one, but I'm going to give it a big love. Uh, I have two notes for this song, two lines. Uh, first is because I don't want to do it, in quotes, and the second line <laughs> is fine. Uh, so I don't really know what that leaves me with, but in my opinion... This that, was a that, good song. 
Sebastian Bach. This was a great chorus. I don't remember I'm it. Sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Sorry. It's the one you can remember from the title. Oh, whatever. Get it's rid of it. Good. Flush it. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> IRS. Let's get to it. Track 11. Like I said, guilty pleasure. Gotta love it. Chris. Uh, it was funny. I almost bought this one, but I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't want to have to deal with all the hysterical laughter. So uh, yes, uh, Chris B dot U dot I. Ring yeah. me up. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a big love though. Like I said, I pulled out. This was one of the few songs in her where I pulled the guitar out and was just riffing. It was good just to kind of just cut loose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to keep this a run around only for the fact of Axel Rose CPA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like this one a lot. Uh, yeah. If I had a third buy, it would be on there. Uh, so ring, third uh, buy? Yeah, if, well, I don't even have a second have buy. <laughs> I, know, I, know what my, I know what my second buy would be if I had one, and I don't. So uh, Madagascar tracked... God, you go from raiding the Benduins to Madagascar. What's going on here? Uh, and it, the album's called Chinese Democracy, and he starts talking about a whole different continent yeah. at this point. Well, who knows? I mean, it's yeah. 14 years. Who knows where his brain was? I think, I, I think, I think listening to this album, I think you know exactly where his brain was. <laughs> yeah. Track 12, Madagascar. Mark. Uh, big love to this one for the cinematic elements. Uh, Chris. Not ditto. what you usually love yeah. about Guns N' Roses, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Big ditto for me. Uh, yeah, big love. Kev? I have to say, Mark's pulling this album up and up for me. Give me a love. 5.5 <laughs> on the way up. Uh, again, another, al- another song with <laughs> got just no blank. Clue. There's nothing. <sighs> it's the Top Gear. I don't watch that show. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's screaming. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice to the next song, so let's get rid of this one. A uh, wow. uh, flush? Yeah. You should. You need to check this song out again. <laughs> he disagrees. Who? <laughs> cool. Just sit back and dial up the, the open backs. And I'm sure it was fine, but I can't remember song. it, and I'm getting I'm getting a little self conscious now that I know that my Nirvana and GNRs <laughs> percentages are neck and neck. <laughs> I can't be having that. I'm just, just going to go changing your score. Oh, come on, there's, uh, there's, come on, there's the Nirvana. I had plenty of junk. There's no reason. To... <laughs> you should, see, uh, my, you should see my Nirvana score. It doesn't even crack 50. <laughs> yeah. oh, 49%. Well, that's, but that's I'm not expected far from ahead. I get that. <laughs> this I love, Mark. Uh, another questionable buy. Um, I'm just going to... Big love this one, even though, well, you know where I'm going oh, with my buy, yeah, but uh, I think I like this one better, but I think in my, my, my screenplay, the other buy will fit better. Chris. Big love. Uh, yeah, huge love, yeah. Um, it grew on me, and it's, it's necessary. It, it belongs. Kev. What do you think? Ring me up. Oh, this wow. one was huge. I mean, come on. Even if my if my playlist ends on this song, whew, I'm happy with that. Yeah, if I had a second buy, it would be this one. But, uh, you know, just Chinese democracy just did a little bit more for me. 
uh, today. So, big love. Prostitute. Mark, final track. Of the discography. I will buy oh, no. the prostitute. Um, not exactly. I guess. <laughs> not just renting. Uh, no, I'm buying it. Yeah, not just, just, not just, not just, uh, no. <laughs> this, this is a, uh, a song I feel uh, Chris only added to it by bringing in the lyrical. I know you'll touch on it a little bit, but I was yeah. just listening to kind of the perspective of this song and how it ends and how it kind of closes the entire discography. It would be a great close to a film. And right. Chris adding it, you know, kind of the multi layered, like, am yeah, I the prostitute? Lot, yeah, there's is a lot everybody of But I was working with the it. prostitute. Like, we went from It's So Easy. And like, what were some of those other songs? Just like, um, You Ain't the First and, and all that to like a serious song called prostitute which it really is nothing of the sort so um yeah I, I, there's just, this is one of those this is like almost like a roger waters moment where it's a so frustratingly uh internally confused that i absolutely love it so this is my vibe chris uh yeah another huge love yeah this uh it's too bad it's at the end after over an over an hour and 15 minutes you, you gotta it, get to it you gotta yeah, take you gotta get time to it and get to this but uh, but it's but the payoff is worth it though yeah so big love okay. i'm gonna follow that up with another love another one that mark and chris pulled up for me yeah yeah Kev, did you use both your buys i or? did i you bought did. better you did, okay. and this i love Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. All right. I, I, I'll love this one as well. I do wish that this I love probably ended the record, and I this would have been a str- even stronger if it was in the middle of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it, it's still a, a good track, so I will keep it around. I can officially okay. say now, bump me up a point and a half to a seven. Oh, wow. that feels right. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go up to just a half point to a six. Uh, It kind of fits my. uh, Not really gonna go back to it, but it's. But there's there's a lot of. I'll say this much, Chris. You like the back half of this album. I know. I it's a good back half in my opinion, and it's rare. That's rare anywhere. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed. uh, Even I I was going back to a lot of these songs. Yeah, like IRS and Sorry and uh, and Prostitute. Yeah, were. Yeah, just yeah, really good rockers. Yeah. And when you're listening to it like I was, which is kind of just like as the soundtrack to, you know, doing, you know, a hobby where you're kind of focused, but kind of not. And, you know, the first couple of songs go by and you're just like, yeah, I don't know. It's all right. And then the middle of the album sags and you're just kind of expecting it just to kind of just run out of gas and just putter along to the end. And maybe it'll throw you a bone with a good closer. Yeah. But this one picks up steam at the end for me. Alex might not agree, but uh, I I think that there's stuff like, wow, this album is still going and I'm still listening. Mm. Like it's still catching my ear. So. I really appreciate that. You know, I got to throw in one more. I mean, it's just a piece of trivia, but uh, I was debating whether to include it as a uh, as a trivia question, but it just made me laugh. Yeah, so uh, some very famous uh, NBA star showed up at the studio during the recording of the album, like early on in the late 90s. Does anybody know who it was? Probably like Allen Iverson. Shaquille O'Neal. It was, oh, yeah. It was, was Shaq. Alan I- Shaquille Shaq? Okay. Yeah, he, uh, he showed up and I guess did like some weird, like, I don't know if it was a beatbox or rap thing with Dizzy Reed and Paul Tobias. Uh, uh, and supposedly he also got so into it, he started doing the worm on the floor, which is like the weirdest. Wow. I don't, it, it, it makes no, I guess so it wasn't not in there, the I chicken guess. coop. We're, we're all good. No. Yeah, with the poop. Uh, I, I know, yeah. you know, Shaq was over in Studio B recording his next uh, latest, greatest single. Uh, it was so weird. I can't bad. remember what the. It's like I Sex think... Pistols and Pink Floyd and Queen all over again, except this time it's Ac- Axl Rose and Shaq. I, I don't know if it was one of his rap albums or if he was recording like something for a commercial, but it was something yeah, where he just he saw guns were on like the mark or on the like the bulletin board or whatever, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna go crash the 
And then he ended up doing like some, and I think there's some weird, there's a recording I think of it out there somewhere of him rapping over Dizzy's like uh, like synth or keyboard parts. Sure. Yeah, it was really a you weird kind of. And then it was released <laughs> in 2008, but Shaq, you know, could have been doing this, I don't know, what, 2003, and he would have been, you know, on top of the bigger world. of a star than, yeah, yeah than Axel for sure. He right. gets his way at that time for sure. And uh seemed like, hey, you know, I, I could make fun of the guy, but he does uh, seem kind of like a, a good guy, honestly. Shaq, yeah. like, he just has fun mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll cover Shaquille O'Neal's discography. Yeah, this guy. Uh, but that closes Guns and Roses. Thank you for sticking with us uh, this entire way and not just listening to Appetite and Bailing uh, because it's it's been a lot of fun. And we will have a special rap episode for you on GNR. I am not going to share the final scores or if Alex managed to. Uh, edge out Nirvana, his favorite, most butt kissing band uh, for GNR. <laughs> I wouldn't say Come that. On, man. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, or that be Oasis or something. But you will have to find out next time when we will be back at you with some compelling, the most interesting Guns and Roses discussion that you will have ever heard. Uh, that's what we'll be setting you up for next time on our Guns and Roses rap episode. See you then.